Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of All Things Suck. And just so you're aware, my guest today, we've been having a bit of a warm-up because this is our first time that we've actually spoke for a good few years. So um, we turned out, uh, it was the 58 minute mark, we was like, right, okay, let's get on with the recording because, you know, it's a bank holiday weekend, but hey, we might have other things to do. We really don't because you can't go out, but there might be other things to do. Anyway, I am very pleased to welcome my former radio friend, Great guy, and the, the the man who I affectionately call Mullet Man, even though I've never seen him wear a mullet, it is Mr. Matt Barker. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for in, uh, inviting me to the show, Mr. John Joe. Um, and I like that. I love it's a former friend, like, like we're not friends anymore. No, former That's radio not... friend, former radio friend. Still know. friends. We're still friends. Still friends, yeah, yeah. yeah still former friends. Yeah, that, that doesn't we... change. That doesn't change, you know. But yeah, this is, and we were just saying it on the top of the show, um, top of the recording, actually. You know, it's been, we 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 were doing radio together for, well, we, we, we kind of, I remember the meeting, actually, the first time that we actually met each other and it was one of them weird things that when we was on a hospital radio and you you know you get invited to the to the general meeting and you're like oh okay this would be an opportunity to meet some of the presenters and when you're going down the line you go oh this is i'm i'm going to avoid using real names because some of the people from said hospital radio are bastards let's just say so i won't name the actual hospital radio either because they're <laughs> bastards but but it was like when you go tactful. um tactful, yeah, very tactful. tactful. um or as i proved before that you know if it's someone who i need to talk about but i don't necessarily want to mention them i just call them dave or um, that's, a, that's I, you know that's a good idea because that could be anyone yeah, but anyone, I kind of, I've, kind of, I've kind of almost gone to like calling the women Dave as well, but I haven't actually got a female version of Dave yet. I haven't Dave really Ett. had to, yeah, Dave Ett, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a complete, complete arsehole Dave Ett as well on this radio station. But anyway. What um, are you talking about? That's all right. You know what I'm talking about. That's fine. The, <laughs> da- the Dave Ett who basically um, tried to protect her, her little Dave, who um, apparently couldn't stand up for himself even though he's 40 years old. Anyway. Oh, God, I'd love it if they're actually listening to this. It'd be so fun. <laughs> they know who they're talking about. That'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Yes. It's yes. Dave, Dave and Dave. David and her son, Dave. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, not bitter at all. Let's just put it that way. Not um, the other Dave and the Dave. You, 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 Dave and Dave. You, you. Not the... <laughs> anyway, um, going back to where we was, because uh, I think I still remember where I was going. Anyway, yeah, so um, we... When when uh, I I think I've been doing the hospital radio about five or six months at this time, and it yeah we got I got an invite for the general meeting. And I was like okay this would be nice to meet up with people. And what I'd done was uh, I'd realised that there'd been so many people that had been working in the hospital radio, and I emailed everyone saying you know I'm putting together something on my show. If you've got someone who's been staying in the hospital for some time, or if you've got people that are listening outside of the hospital. I thought, wouldn't it be nice for them to kind of like have an introduction to each presenter? So I said to each presenter, I said, uh, can you tell me your some of your favourite songs? Because I will involve you in my show each week. So if someone is, say, listening when you're on on a Monday, or if, say, you are in on a Wednesday, or, you know, Dave, if you're here on the Saturday, or Dave, if you're here on the Sunday, whatever... It was like, you know, they have a an idea of what your music tastes are. So they might go, well, hang on, I might actually want to listen to this person um, on purpose. Or, 
you know, because we had the AM wavelength, they were like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe I might want to listen to them when I get home. You know, it sounds like this is quite a cool person to listen to. And one of the first lists I had was actually was actually from you, Matt. And I remember looking at your list and I was like, this is very 80s influence. There was a lot of, you know, there was a, I think, I'm just trying to remember, I think Depeche Mode was on there. Yeah. Uh, I think it might have been, I think, I think Visage might have been on there as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. There was a... It was missed, 10 songs. You've missed one. You've missed one important one. Got the song was one of the... No, 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 no. Like, yeah, he probably was on there, <laughs> but not, not Nick Kershaw. Uh, the the song with pro- possibly the best lyrics ever, Men at Works Down Under. Oh, yes, Men at Work Down Under. That was... Uh, and do you know what? I'd, I'd never really listened to that song in full before. I'd obviously known of the song. But I remember the first time I was listening to it, I was like, actually, why have I never heard this song in its entirety. The only real thing I'd heard of that beforehand was on the Scrubs episode when they, you know, the band actually appeared in it. Mm. That was that was. Crazy they're they're times. really un- they're a really underrated band. Men at work. <laughs> you only know them for one song. They've done loads. <laughs> but this was this was one of them times that when you finally get to meet someone and uh, they go, oh well, yeah, I'd like to introduce you. This is this is. This is Dave who does uh, Tuesday evenings at the hospital. Oh, nice to meet you. Oh, this is this is David. She does uh, Thursday night requests. Oh, nice to meet you. Oh, oh, this is um, this is Matt Barker. He's uh, he does um, whatever show it was that you were doing at the time. And uh, as I, um, you had you had another role on the station as well, didn't you at that time? Oh, cr- what was I? Oh, I don't. I can't. I can't remember anymore. Assistant station manager or something like that. Or? Oh, it, no, it wasn't that. That no. I think it was. I was a day manager. We had day managers. Day manager. That's you managed. That's you managed a day. You managed a day and made sure yes. everyone turned up for their shows. Or if they didn't, then somebody else would come in and. <laughs> yeah. But, but normally, but, what it was is me doing four hours of shows on a Monday. <laughs> but this was this was my introduction to Matt. I was like, oh, hello, nice to nice to meet you. Yeah, oh, good. And then when obviously the meeting was done, we had a bit of a chat afterwards. And it was like, oh, nice to see you, nice to see you. And then I think there was one. Uh, funny enough, I think there was actually one Monday that I did come and cover for whoever was supposed to have been on after you. So obviously we had a bit of a talk then, a bit of chat then, and then then we went on to another radio station, which was uh, you know, which was kind of. It was kind of a bit of a freedom compared to what we had with the hospital radio because hospital radio, you know, for as fun as it was, you were kind of restricted to what you could do. And I still remember the very horrible email I got from the station manager close to when I finished about a certain song that I played. And then I had to point out, sorry, this was a request (laughs) from a patient. Was it it, uh, Frank Sinatra? No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Oh my God. Hang on. No, 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 no. Come on. A, you must remember this. You must remember it's got, this one. It's got to be the other one we couldn't play. Uh, just died in your arms tonight. That's it. Cutting crew. That was it. I remember getting that request and I had never, to say, I had to say to the person who asked, <laughs> I remember had to say to that person when I wrote it down, I said, sorry, you said you want, I just died in your arms tonight. And uh, the guy went, yeah, yeah. He said, I love that song. And he actually taught me, because I didn't realise at the time, he actually taught me what that song was really about. Yes. And, you know, obviously, you know, 
fuck it, you know, this 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 podcast can say anything it wants. Turns out that the that the term just died in your arms tonight actually means what well, basically means to um have a coital action between a man and a woman, reaching the point of a uh, you know climax basically. So and in terms of I can't remember what language it is, but it translates climax translates into little death. It was like oh okay. And it threw me when he told me that. And obviously, I had to look it up afterwards. I then had to delete my browser history because I thought, yeah, that's going to look good seeing that on there. But <laughs> it was true. It was true. And I was like, this is this is amazing. This this sounds like the time that I had to explain to Billy Myers, or Kiss the Rain Billy Myers, the meaning of turning Japanese by the vapours. I said, it's not what you think it is. It's not about a song becoming orientated into the Japanese culture. It's, just, it's something completely different. Tell me about this, and I'll, I'll, I'd rather not, but okay. Let me explain to Billy Myers. <laughs> oh, crikey. Yeah, of all people. Well, she, was... She, she, was, she took it in good humour. Yeah, and I remember that email I got when it said, oh, why did you play this song? And... Um, Saying yeah, we don't like to we don't like to talk about death on the station. That's rule number one. And I sent the reply back, going, "Hi there, I just want to let you know this was actually a request via a patient." I said, "And number two, I didn't know this, and I forgive you for your for your lack of knowledge." I said, "But if you look up the meaning of the song, you will find out it doesn't actually have anything to do with death." I never got a reply to that email. Let's just say that. But I got a reply from, not from Dave, but from Davette saying, oh, you're being mean to my son. It's like, hang on, your son that's fucking like nearly 20 years older than me. Apparently I'm being mean to him. I, I just corrected him on something that he'd done. And also as well, I got a similar email from Davette after Dave had moaned about a certain song I played that was saved on the station computer. And it was a song that was filled... With um, with some very naughty words, let's just say, and I I had to point out. I said, but hang on, Dave was the one who put them on there. I didn't put them on there. So you're having a moan at me for playing a song that was put on by your son. Shame on you, David. Yeah, I thought you'd bring him up better. And um, not even gonna, not even gonna say what I really wanted to say. I tried to keep it quite neutral, and it just got to a point when all this um. All this moaning kept coming up, and even the, the, because uh, she she wasn't even technically station manager. She was like the the chairman for the committee. So why she was involving herself so much with the actions of the station was beyond me. But there was I remember when me and my lovely co-presenter Catriona, who is still you know a, a best friend, someone who I still like to talk to, someone who um, you know we do sometimes relive the. Uh, the, the good old days we we had a, a Sunday night show and we used to have three hours of radio and it used to be a lot of fun and we got told oh yeah your show's being cut in half because you're not getting enough requests and I, and I said I said what do you mean we're not getting enough requests we're we're going around people all the time we're talking to people all the time but if people don't want to give a request or you know they want to spend time with their families we can't exactly force that on them do you know that's that's what made me laugh about that place because People, it's a hospital radio station, right? Mm. So you're going out onto wards where people are ill and they're sick, 
and you are collecting requests. Now, if people don't want to give you a request because they're not feeling well, I respect that. I, I used to collect requests myself and you just go, fine, move on. I don't expect someone to at the end of every week going, hmm, let's have a look, let's have a look at the tallies of who's done what. Oh, you've only got two. Well, yeah, but, but I've actually visited about five walls and nobody, you know, it was a hot day and nobody wanted to be bothered. <laughs> really? But, I've only got two. Yes, I've only got two. Because yeah. only, only two people wanted but, a request out of the, the 15, 20 odd people I've asked. But do you and, want to know one of the funniest things? When that happened, when our show got cut in half and, you know, we were told, oh, someone's going to be doing your show for that first half. I went, right, okay. I said, I'll see how it goes. I remember about half four that evening, I was supposed to be going on, like me and Catriona were supposed to be on from half seven till nine. The first, the person who was replacing our first half of the show was six till half seven. At half four, I got a, I got a phone call. Oh, yes, uh, young David, she's not going to be there today. Can you please come in for the three hours? And I said, hang on. I said, you didn't want us to do three hours. Well, we'd like you to do it because, you know, we don't want to have dead air for an hour and a half. I said, so hang on. I said, you've taken away half our show. I said, within the first week, this person who's apparently replacing us isn't even there to replace us. I said, don't you realise how stupid and how horrible that sounds? And she went, she went, well, I do apologise. And I said, Joe, you know I'm going to go in. I said, we're going to go and do it. I said, but in future, I'm going to make sure I'm there for six o'clock each week. And three weeks in a row, this person that was supposed to replace us at six o'clock was not there. And it just got to a point, I just said, I said, right, I said, I'm going to tell you now, if we don't have six till nine back, we're going. I'm, I'm leaving the station. And at that point, I think you had left the station. Another buddy of ours had also left as well. And I think, I think they were down to about nine or ten presenters at that point, considering when I started, they were in about mid-twenties. So quite a few people did exile the place at that time. Do you, do you know what made me laugh though? The the, the amount of politics yeah. of a hospital radio. So it, it would it would just it's mind boggling. <laughs> but the, the the politics and that's that's the reason I left. I got to the point where we're supposed to be volunteers. Yeah. We're volunteering our time and our services to to broadcast to the patients and. Stupid little niggly rules and this and that and everything else that was going on behind the scene. I just thought, do you know what? I've had enough. But do you I'm remember we were also paying forty pound a year for the privilege of doing the station? We were paying towards the license and the maintenance fees. So it was like, well, hang on. So why are we getting penalised now for no good reason? This was this was pathetic. And I just, it was like just... To, I'd like to point out that hospital radio is a very good place to start if you're ever considering broadcast I'm, I'm nothing yeah. against hospital radio at all but certain that the one we were at crikey the yeah. the, the the internal wrangling was just, oh it was just I've, I've never known anything like it in absolute mm. honesty it was just what, what the hell it's just got to the point where I'm like, i've had enough of this do you know what we've been offered a a, a show a stint on, a, on an internet radio station um i could do basically what i like within reason i'm off you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to have to have anything. Any of this to deal with. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers I think crossed. When you left, that's, yeah. That's when you not left, what happened. But yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. No. When when you left and you went to do that one, I remember, kind of. Yeah, it was about a couple of months before I left the hospital radio. Yeah, you was on this other station, 
and I'd been listening in and the guy who ran this other station was also part of the hospital radio and I just remember saying to him one day I said I said look if a show comes up on your station can I take part and he said well actually the guy who does a show 10 till midnight on the Friday so the show after after your one he said well if you'd like to take part in that I'm more than more than happy for you to come down to it I was like yeah of course I will and then that was that was another four years then that was something that started off quite well there was a few issues um, in particular with another David but you know we 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 had fun and I think this was where some of our top creativity did come out and you know in particular like me and you we did actually put together some some really good ideas we did actually have a you know we had at that time we were doing a semi-regular acoustic show on the later days of this station and I can't think of a time that we really had more fun doing the radio because it was fun to have musicians who have become friends over the years and we were saying look come down to our show you know we were like we've got the we've got our little bar area set up for you and we've got you know we've got you know welcome to anyone who wants to come down we're you know it's a it's a licensed bar so there is alcohol on the premises i think you know, that's we, what sold we, it most of the time because yeah do you want a beer and listen to some music yeah come down yeah i, I know musicians are very against the do it for free and you know you're doing it for exposure we never sold it like that it said look come down you have a laugh you can play you're on the radio we have an interview afterwards and we have a bar we will mm. we'll, you know feed a waltier and everyone went, yeah all right then you sure you got, you got a bar you have a bar yes we have a bar which is literally a stone's throw from where we're broadcasting from. no you're kidding yeah i loved it reasonably priced <laughs> i loved it on this like yeah because all our shows were pretty much on a saturday night when we done these acoustic nights and i just remember how busy we were because you used to have people that were doing their shows up until about five six o'clock in the evening and then from six o'clock onwards me and matt were kind of alternating between the microphone we were doing a bit of a chat a little bit of a little bit of a thing for like first 15 20 minutes while the first act got all set up so they were in the bar area they were getting plugged in they were getting tuned up and then we went over each set was around about 20 to 30 minutes roughly so there was a fair bit of music from each act and you know we had um i'll be honest you know i would have liked to us to have had bigger audiences but we did have some people that were dedicated we had friends that were appearing every time that we were doing a show we had you know we had times when we actually had one band that came down they brought like a full setup and they even brought their own cameraman as well to record it all which was which was quite funky that was quite a lot of fun and yeah do you know we we had we had arguably one of the one of the best experiences possible and it was like we were doing everything i i still remember in between getting set up when we was getting all the channels getting all the cables run through i'm getting a phone call from someone going oh i'm 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 at i'm at the station uh you're gonna are you able to come pick yeah yeah i'm on my way only a few minutes away i'll be right there so then um i'm i'm then back in the car i'm picking up first guest and it's like yep yeah, oh yeah you got your guitar yeah that's fine put that on the back seat yep yeah, get in come on let's go and then dropping them off and then uh, you know as we're getting tuned up as the first act's about to play i then get another phone call yeah i think i've pulled up at the right station i'm not too sure is it is it was it basildon or was it pitsy 
Oh shit, no, I'm at the wrong one. Hang on, let me jump back on the train. I'll give you a call in a couple of minutes. And then it was like, oh great, okay. I said, look, I'll leave now. I'll meet you at the station. That'll be fine. The, be the best thing about that, it was literally fly by the seat of your pants because it was yeah. completely unpredictable. It's like you say, because you get someone you think, you, 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 sitting there, they need to be here in the next yeah. 20 minutes. They need to be, you've got a phone call. Great, where it's are like, they? Like proper proper oh. rock stars welcome coming on there. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm going to be fashionably late, you know. Um, and, and like, it, it, but but, but you, you winged it. The whole thing was... That sounds really bad, but it was the whole. It was it was planned, but the, the thing was, you just no idea what was going to happen. I think the the most the one I think I was uh, Joe. I was proud of every single night. I'm not going to say that there was one night in particular that was that was best above all. But one that I was really proud with was our uh, our second to last night. This this one that we had on a on like a mid October Saturday evening. So it was quite decent-ish weather so it wasn't yeah it wasn't too cold but we had a few different acts we had um we had uh you know I'm, I'm gonna name the musicians because you know they are lovely people and uh i think they do deserve recognition and i think there is a uh, something i should mention on one of them as well but uh we had a friend of mine abby holden who also appears in episode I want to say it's episode two of this podcast. I'm pretty sure it was episode two. I, I lose track of who's been on. So, uh, you know, you try to try to recall things like that. But yeah, Abby Holden, fantastic musician and who is currently in the safest place in the world, New Zealand. So <laughs> ring fence. She's keeping. She, yeah. Yeah. You're not ring allowed out, though. Bub bubble wrapped. Yeah. You're not allowed out, though, but you can stay there. So, yeah, we've got Abby. We've got well, Abby. Why not? You've got, you got, you got mountains, you've got fields. You can, you can do whatever you like in New yeah. Zealand within reason. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joe. I'd just Wish love I was to go there. there. I'd love to go there. I just have, I just have the soundtrack to Lord of the Rings in my head all the time. That'd be the uh, thing. There, there, do you or know what, flight the Concords. Hobbiton. There is, there is Hobbiton. Yes, there. you can go. To, you can go to Hobbiton in New Zealand. I would pray meet, to work um, there if I lived in New Zealand. Do, do you know what? I probably would. Pro probably dress up as an orc every day because you know, face for radio and all that. But I, honestly, <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? What, what do you do? I work at Hobbit. Hell yeah. So, you yeah, shall so... not pass. You're not on the list. You shall not pass. Yeah. Just on the door. You shall not pass. I'm surprised at how long I'm making this story. Anyway, you have um, a pass. I'm going through Sorry. going through my whole radio history now. But yeah, so yeah, so we had Abby. We had um, Dana McKeon, who is a fantastic singer from Malta, and she's also one of the highest ranked beatboxers in the world. And that was that was amazing to see she, live as well. When you she, can is, she is phenomenal. Like, I've never seen her perform live. I don't think until that point. Yeah. And and it's like jaw dropping stuff. It's like, it was fucking she, awesome. She's, she's doing that. She's she's doing that. She she's beat. She all that's coming from her mouth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's just, that's but it was just the start of that set as well. She went, yeah. All the sounds you're about to hear are all coming from my mouth. It was like, yeah. and it was like it sounded like it was ten different things going off in one go. It's like some of us even struggle just to do one thing at a time. It's like I struggle to put sentences together. It was, it was <laughs> incredible. And then we had another fantastic musician, Annie Mae Adams, who sadly doesn't really do music anymore. But Annie Mae was was awesome as well. And it was it was three completely different artists. They were these were these were ladies who were just just phenomenal in their craft. They were able to put on three amazing sets and it was just great to see that reaction from every single one because we had abby who was like the very like you know very like comically timed 
act. She was able to have a good few laughs and trying to get Matt to sing Crowded House, which obviously didn't work. Um, I did actually say to her afterwards, you don't really don't want to hear me sing. And is that, is that the one where we, 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 we were at the back of the hall and, and she, she, she uh, the last song. I'd like to start this as by way of apology. Oh yes, that, that was that was it. Yes, because oh. this was this was what I asked <laughs> when Abby, because Abby had appeared, <laughs> Abby had appeared on one of our um, acoustic shows before, and she'd also been a guest on the station at one point as well. But we, I said to her, I said, "Can you, as a nice little surprise?" I said, "Because technically, yes, it's a bit rude, but it's not really offensive in a in a real way." Um, you know, 2020's been, so I reckon it probably would be a bit more offensive now. But she has a song called Ginger Pubes Are Amazing. And I said, can you please perform that as your last song of the set? And she said, yes. There was no hesitation. And it was the point that she said, I'd like to start this last song with an apology. <laughs> we were at the back of that hall, giggling like school kids, because I heard you ask that question. I thought, yeah. she's never going to do this. She, she's just said yes to be polite, and then she's either going to forget to do it or politely decline. And then she, that, that came out of her mouth, and oh, gosh, she is. And there's, but there's a two of us standing at the back of the hall, giggling like school kids, laughing our heads off, going, my God, she's about to do this. She's about to do And when she started singing, everyone was like, what just happened? <laughs> Oh God! It was amazing. It was the it was the bit afterwards where oh, the yes. where someone misheard the name of the song. This way, but way, if anyone could mishear, um, ginger pubes are amazing. Now, before before Matt actually tells you what it's this brilliant. other person thought was said, brilliant. right? Just in your mind, imagine what could you misinterpret ginger pubes are amazing for? What could you say honestly could be a different way of saying it? Now. You're going to find out that whatever you've just thought was completely wrong. Mr. Mm -hmm. Matt Barker, please unveil what one person in that audience thought the lyrics were. Chickens in a field. <laughs> and at that point, I have, I have never laughed so hard in my life that, that for the was... following week, I was, I was aching. <sighs> but I, even, was even, um, even, like, even his brilliant. wife as well, was um, she couldn't believe it. She was... Like almost like wetting herself with laughter, even even like the week later when she mentioned it, and it was it was just cr absolute crackers. Couldn't believe it. Oh, oh, it was just so. Fun. Anyway, yeah. So we had Abby, who was the comedically timed one. We had Donna McKean, who was you know the beatbox extraordinaire, and then we had Annie May, who had some very i guess you could say like her songs had very heartfelt very personal message to them all and so each set had its own different feel but it felt like a really nice collection because we were able to basically take the strengths of the people that we knew and we were able to present three completely different acts throughout the night and the reception we got on that night was amazing i just remember me and you afterwards after the recording had been done we'd obviously um we had to drop off uh, Donna and um, Donna and Abby to the station so they could obviously get home because you know Saturday night trying to get back to London is not obviously the uh, the easiest thing to do. And I just remember when we got back to that bar, everyone had gone, and I think there was just me, you, um, our station manager Dave, and the a few guys that were in the bar. I just remember me and you having them two bottles of alcohol-free beer, clinking them together. And it was like job well done. That was that was fucking amazing. And I was like, yeah, um, oh, we're doing the same thing again in two weeks' time. Yep, 
let's do this. This will be this will be good. This will be fun. And it was just that point where it was like, you know, this was our fourth show that we'd done under the acoustic banner. And, you know, it it was that point I just went, Joe, you know what we we've had such a great night. The reception's been really fun. Everyone enjoyed themselves. And I think we did actually have our highest listener point as well at that time. It yeah, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been any better. We really did hit a peak. So as um as basically people were probably listening into this, you know, nearly a half hour on going, so so what sucks about all this? You know, what's uh apart from, you know, the the whole thing with the the certain Daves and Davettes that really did uh put a sour on it. Um we're not gonna go into the full story, but let's just say shortly after the final acoustic performance a few weeks later that station ceased to be you know there was a yeah. there was a few things that went on and yeah. um you know dave is dave yeah, yeah not, there was a, there was not, another not, there was another dave, dave. Another different dave, dave yeah different dave yeah funny enough there was no one actually called dave amongst all this so you know that that does make it a lot easier so we're not actually calling out someone who was called dave but yeah no no <laughs> that's that's very oh it just that is just painful the the whole the way it all ended was was rather painful after so how, how long was it seven years of i can't even remember how long we were doing it but seven years of i had been on that station for about just over four years and six, it must be six years in i don't know i can't yeah. remember the exact oh crikey no, all the but hard remember, work you poured in yeah. and, and this particular thing happened it was just hmm. but i remember well, after... the best way to end it yeah but i remember after we had that after because i had basically said from the issues that was going on with said station i just went right i'm washing my hands on this i'm i can't be part of this anymore and the the guys that were housing us at the time was housing our station they caught wind on it and they were they were shocked obviously with what was going on they were quite upset with everything that was being conducted by by Dave, who was in control, and by the other Dave that was basically ruining things. And they said to us, look, we're, we're getting rid of that station. We don't want to be part of them anymore. And then they said to me and Matt, they said, but would you guys like to continue with us? And I think at that point, we kind of almost resigned ourselves to go, right, that's our radio journey over. That was, that was basically it. Mm. But to be given that opportunity to go, actually... Yes, yeah, we will. We would like to do that, and it was. I don't think it was the easiest decision, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't like it was a a snapshot. Well, yeah, no, let's do this. No, it, because what happened, and I don't really want to go into the detail of it, but no. what happened as a, a, the other station that was coming to an end was just such. It, it, oh God, it was it was horrible. Um, and I don't want to go into too much detail. But somebody decided to use social media for for a purpose that they shouldn't have done, um, and we got several complaints, and things then wrapped up pretty quickly um, with uh, Dave, the station manager. Instead of saying this individual disappears and never broadcast, and we'll continue as as to what we are, put it all behind us and get on with it, uh, decided to be really a bit daft about it and say, right, well, I'm ending the station. I thought, well. In all absolute honesty, why would you do something like that? If you've got something that's that's working, mm. we put up an apology on the website. We moved on. You know, these things unfortunately happen. Mm. We got on with it. Um, but it was when he said, No, that's it, we're closing, that's it, we're closing down. 
And I just thought, you know what? And I don't think you knew, but at one point I said, I actually said to Dave, how much would it cost me to buy the station off you? Yeah. I actually, to, to, to one point, I think this is all before it all happened. I said, look, because it's not going in, in the right direction that I'm, I want it to go. And I'm, I'm not saying it from, from a horrible point of view of being selfish. I want it to, we, we, we both knew which way we wanted to take the station. And we, we, we you know, the acoustic nights. Mm. It was heading in the right direction because we were inviting bands in. We're getting more listeners. That's the whole idea. And then at some point, because we had, it was, it was a similar thing to hospital radio. We were paying to broadcast out of our pockets to broadcast to pay for the licenses and, and everything else on the website. And you know, it just, it was, it was, what, what are we getting out of it? What are we getting out of this? So I said, look, you know what? We're not going in the right direction. I tell you what, I'll, I'll buy the, the name off you, the logo, the, the equipment. I, I offered him a sum of money. And the funny thing that Dave said was, oh no, um, people, people won't uh, completely uh, disagree. No, it's not worth that much money because this, this radio station is, is as big as Coca-Cola. <laughs> Right, just so people are aware, let's let's um let's do some figures, okay? okay. So, and you mentioned Coca Cola, so this is gonna mm-hmm. be this is gonna be fun, right? So, our station that we was on, do you remember roughly the weekly number of listeners that we had? Uh, it's probably my figures combined with your figures, and I think that was more or less it because I don't think anyone else decided to uh, to promote their shows. So it was, <laughs> I don't. How many did we 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 weren't we weren't topping? I think we were kind way. of we peaking. weren't we weren't we weren't topping BBC Radio Two figures. We, we weren't in we the millions. Peak, I don't think we would have peaked BBC Radio Two Thousand really. But no. no, I think I think on average, and yeah, we've got to be realistic when we were when we were doing the station stuff when we were doing. All right, see ya, pizza. No, that's me. That's me, brother, knocking on the door, and he's now telling the dog, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> see, you always, you see, this is this, this is oh, this is always the fun. We try and do a show like this, and, and normally when I do a podcast for, for, for the other one podcast I do, because I, I live next to a main road, it's just I'm in the middle of a link. Here. No, yeah. thanks, thanks, Street Hawk. <laughs> And this, this is where I was thinking, Joe, you know the stream was actually going quite well. Now I'm going to have to actually do some proper editing work on this one now. Oh, fucking dogs. And, you know, that's the thing. They, the little bastards do like to cause a bit of ruckus every now and again. I've lost where I was now. I can't remember uh, what was, I was it, I think we were talking about to unveil our um, amazing audience listening figures. On oh, yes, yes, the, yes the, the, listen, the listening figures. Yes, yes. So, so, so this was this was what I kind of remember because, you know, our, our audience kind of, we, we had a figure that had peaks. We had, we had kind of a scale of where we'd hit a maximum number of listeners at one time didn't necessarily mean that was all we had for the night we had people that were probably listening like 10-15 minutes they'll listen to their request they'd turn off or if we had an interview they'd listen for the interview and then again it would go down i think we worked out on a friday in particular i think on the friday during the the whole day we had around about say 300 people listening in during the day hmm. so i let's let's just say friday was the peak and then you had people that are listening to like the repeat shows and whatever during the week and I, I don't know, let's, let's say on average, let's say about a thousand. Yeah, so we had, say, roughly a thousand listeners a week. Now, Coca-Cola, 
How many how many cans of Coca Cola do you think are sold a day? I'm I'm going to look this up while you give me a guess. So oh, I have I have no what worldwide. Oh, yeah, it will be worldwide, wouldn't it? it we're not just focusing on on one particular isolated incident, are we? Yeah. Worldwide, how many cans of Coca sold per day? Yeah. Oh blimey, it's it's going to be something stupid like five million. Right, so this is this Probably is what I'm working. This is what I'm working out because there are apparently, and I, I will probably have to look this up because this is this is a figure going back a few years. But apparently, it's about six point eight five million cans of Coke a day. Now, weren't far off. Now let's put that into perspective. Six point eight million cans a day. If we divide that by what our Friday listenership was. So basically, so basically, if you put that saying for each person that was listening to the station, they had to have a can of Coke each. Mm. So each person would have had to have had 22,831 cans of Coke. So that, that, that gives you a perspective in the difference between, you know, there was, there was 22,000... And not to say this could be completely wrong. I think this is only just for the UK as well, actually. I don't think this is a worldwide figure. So just in the UK alone, so 22,831 people were drinking Coke for every one person that was listening to the station. Yeah. Now, I I wouldn't put that as the station being bigger than Coca-Cola. I'd, be no. the, I'd see that as basically, like, you know, imagine if... Uh, imagine if, I, like... Imagine if Coca-Cola was a giant warehouse... Then our radio station was literally like a a little fruit fly that you know knocked against the door and then fell flat. Yeah, that's, that's so it. I said to him, I said, okay, so if I go down Oxford Oxford Street in London, Regent Street, anywhere, actually, you know, any anywhere in the UK, anywhere in the world, actually, we're worldwide broadcasting on on the internet. If I turn up in, I don't know, the middle of some town in the United States or somewhere in Italy or wherever, and then say to people, ever heard of Tiff Radio? And that was a. Uh, oh, no. we're not supposed to mention the radio name. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Fine. <laughs> have you ever heard of this radio? Have you heard of Dave's radio we were, station? We were doing so well. <laughs> yeah, it went well. Wrong. Um, anyway, yes, you, Dave's have, radio. Have you heard of Dave's radio station? And they uh, or no? Okay. Have you heard of Coca Cola? Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Do you drink it? Yeah. Do you listen to the other Dave's radio station? No. If, if I told you to listen to Dave's radio station, would you? Well, depends. So, <laughs> do I get so a free coke out of it? <laughs> yeah, do I get yeah. twenty two thousand cans of coke out of it? Jesus Christ! Yeah, we, we do a deal. Um, so, so there's, there's no way I'm, I'm offering you. It was it, it, it went from a, a sum of money which I thought actually you know, that's 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 probably worth you know the equipment name and everything else for for, for use forevermore. Mm. That price there seems quite reasonable, and it wasn't a stupid amount of money. It was, it was, I think it was near near a four figure sum. Ooh, so it, okay. it, it wasn't it wasn't that much. I say it wasn't that much. Yeah, that's a lot, but I don't think it ever. Let's, let's take into account that we were working with we were working with equipment that was, I think, was probably considered old in the eighties. You know, there was, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad quality at all. I mean, the mixing desk was pretty manageable was quite good um the microphones were of good quality we had you know we had cd we had we even had a mini disc player you know that's that's how in 
with the crowd we were, you know, media display, which you know did use on the odd occasion. But there was a fair bit of tech. You know, it wasn't new. It wasn't. It wasn't pristine. It, it definitely wasn't top of the class. But it was decent. It worked. It, it did what you wanted it to do. But yeah, there was. Um, I think the figure that you're saying was quite a decent figure. So, so for the use of the brand name and the logo and everything else, right? So he turned it down, like mm. like he turned everything else down. That you know the, the website idea that we managed to to come up with, where a friend of mine designed the website, got to sponsors, and retained. I think it was thirty percent of whatever fee to cover the amount of the website. I thought was a, also a, a good idea. No, 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 no. We won't own the website. We will own the website. That he takes thirty percent of. So, so we don't pay for it. He gets his money back. And then every time he gets someone else sponsoring on the website, he takes 30% of the cut. I think that's quite fair. It's quite reasonable. It's quite fair. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, lost that friend uh, after uh, they, they decided to um, reinstate our, the, the station's website with his ideas. So that wasn't good. Um, so I just thought, all right, fine. You, you don't, you don't want to do that that's okay we'll we'll move on and then this this thing happened which uh ended it all and it got to the point where i just thought well you're not allowing us you're not allowing me to to buy the station to continue as 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 is mm. and you're not uh, continuing the station for yourself because he said oh as as a station manager all all, all um all management in in positions like this they have to fall on their sword or so well, <laughs> yeah go, they go down with the ship yeah, they go down with the ships. I said, if if they did that, I said every corporation, you know, every company that ever made a mistake wouldn't be trading anymore, wouldn't be, wouldn't exist anymore because they made a mistake. And, and they, instead of apologising and moving on, they decided to wind it up. Okay, mm. fine. So I think at that point, I I just thought, I've, it's 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 over. That, that's it. it. It's now going to be uh, you know, recorded podcasts. I'm just setting up my home studio at that time. It will be just home podcasts and, and that'll be it. So I think when we got the opportunity to continue it, we were kind of like, well, do, do we really want to? Where's where's the money coming from? And, and fortunately, we, you know, we struck a deal. We managed to get the license fee money because any, anyone who thinks that set up a radio station online is a doddle. Um, you're either, it's either a pirate radio station. And if, you, if you're in the UK, you have to pay, was it uh, performance rights, there's two of them, wasn't it? It's performance rights and there's uh, there's another one. Yeah, there's two yeah, of them. There's it's, two it's PRS and PPL. PPL. Yeah. Performance phonographic performance license and performance rights society license. So you have to pay two yeah. two licenses, which cost an absolute fortune. So so you think oh it's, it's an absolute it is a doddle to set up a radio station, but then if you want to do it properly and legally and above board, you gotta pay the money. And it's like, where's this money coming from? Managed to get the money together, and then we 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 knew we had to act quite quickly because what we wanted to do is retain the audience we had built up with Dave's radio station mm. for our radio station, yeah. um, which was fine until we, we got to the point where we walked into the studio complex where, where we were broadcasting on Dave's radio station and the sabotage the studio. Oh yes, it it was like um, it was like it everything was basically gutted. I think we were left with we were left with um. A, a couple of computer monitors. We had the CD players and the mixer still there because I guess the mixer was probably a bit too big to to try and carry out. Um, microphone was gone, but the microphone arm was still there. Um, we had 
Yeah, I think we had the odd few bits and pieces, weren't they? And we, and you know, we we salvaged what we could. We managed to get, um, we we obtained a couple of computers to obviously keep ourselves going on either side. But do you remember the massive yeah. stumbling block? The massive stumbling block that took us. I don't know how long. God, how many how many weeks did it? They they disconnected. When, when we- Oh, if when we were when we were broadcasting, we were doing our test broadcast, but it was only coming out about a quarter of the volume as what we needed it. Yeah, so disconnected all the leads, all the leads. Everything was just gone. Everything was just everything was just taken out. If it hadn't been ripped out like that, we could have literally plugged in the computer. We could have done a copy of the original um, software, and we would have been laughing. We would have been absolutely fine. But no, everything everything was just butchered. And what we were left with was almost like a husk of what was what was originally there. It and I remember we went in that first day in New Year, and uh, it, you know it was almost upsetting because it was like you you think the place had been robbed. Yeah, because what we, we I think what we were both expecting is to walk in there and go right. There, there we we'd expect there to be things that have been taken, uh, you know, mm. out the microphone, whatever. You know, okay, we get that. It's quite easy to buy another microphone. That's not a problem. But you looked around and think, yeah, what the hell's just happened in here? Oh, they've disconnected the cables. Marvelous. The computers are gone. Right. And it turned out one of them wasn't even his computer, was it? Um, oh yeah. So then that was fun when he was told, right, you need to return that computer now. And at that point, because I think our, our initial, great, we've been asked to come back. So our initial thoughts, both of us probably thought we, we'd come back, great, we'll walk into there and it's like, right, all we've got to do then is set up a website, get the licenses, do this, do this. It's going to take two weeks. We'll, we'll be back up broadcasting, not a problem. It, it took us, what, a month? I month, think, six weeks yeah, apart, I, I think we was on about the, yeah, we was on about the middle of February, I think. So we was about, I think it was the first week of February that we did actually do our our first show. And I remember, I do remember, funny enough, the week before when we were doing the test broadcast, we actually had a visit from from Catriona, who obviously came to see our progress. And, you know, we was showing her through. And her first reaction was like, what the fuck has gone on in here? We're, we're, we're like, you know, what's happened with the place? And we're like, yeah, we know. We know. We don't know what's happening. It was the fact that, you know, even even like the minute stuff, even even the little old shitty kettle that was in the corner of the room had been taken away as well. It's like, why? It's, it's everything that wasn't pinned down mm. or bolted in was taken. Yes, and it was. What? Why have you done that for? What, what's the? What is the point? Now I knew what the point was. Petty. It was basic. Yeah, it was. It was basically. Well, you've you. It, it was the. You've done this to this person, even though it had nothing to do with us. You're the ones that got him into trouble. Mm-hmm. So as as a response, what we're going and you've, you, it's up to you've closed the station down. I, I think that the, the there were certain individuals on on the Dave station that were a bit short minded. Um, yeah, and yeah. and thought actually it's instead of seeing the bigger picture and actually thinking yeah actually there's all this evidence against this, in, this individual it, which he can't deny never said sorry no, never, but no never... no but this was the thing there was never a denial as well when the when the message went over and uh you know everyone was involved in the message i remember i remember the um defense was apparently because me and you were friends um, that was the only reason why you were you were defend like you you know you were 
piping up. It's like, no, that's not the only reason. It's because you know you had the same messages that I had as well. So <laughs> you had the same information that I was privy to. So it wasn't anything like that. That was nothing to do with it. But it no. was the fact that I even said in the email, I said, everything that's happened, there has not been a single moment of denial. Never, was, never did this person say that what had happened was not true. They mm. did not say that at all. So not only have they have they not denied what's gone on, but they've then continued to try and, you know, for, for lack of a better word, they've continued to throw shit at, at me, at us, to, like, to try and, I don't know, to try and, like, dispel what's happening, try to... Tried to get out of what's happening, because because this was this was not an us versus him or us versus them scenario. This was there have been complaints, legitimate complaints raised about an individual about his conduct, mm. and you know anyone else would have probably gone. Eh, well, well, and I think at, at first when we got these messages, it was kind of this, this is a wind up, um, but because we knew that they've done this kind of thing before. And they've been spoken to about it. It's like, actually, I don't think it is. And hang on a second. I've now got about six, seven messages. Yeah. They all came in quite concurrently, which was also a bit scary because I thought they would have come in dribs and drabs. But it was, oh, I, can't, I think I've got six or seven of them. you got quite a few. And so, well, if we yeah. if we sat there and said nothing. It, it wouldn't have just been the station. Yeah, you know, no. we could have We could have accidentally been pulled into, into the chaos as well. And, you know... I, I honestly would not want to be associated with anything that could be personally damaging, you know, not just to, to like, you know, to the, the life at the radio, but also to my own personal life. Because, you know, if you look at um, what our social media presences were like at the time, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, I sound a bit cocky. Oh, yeah, we had millions of followers. You know, we had people waiting for our every tweet. No, we didn't. But we had a fit, like, you know, we had a good few thousand really between us, people that were, you know, that were connected with us, people that had been associated, whether that was from being, like, being played on the station or people that we'd met at shows or whatever, you know, we, it was quite a good network. Not and I, you know, it'd be horrible to see that that tainted with something that you know was was purely negative. Hmm. But you know, we we moved on. We then obviously did have our our succession, and we can actually name this station because this was our radio station. This was the one. This, that, this is well, we this, don't have to call this Dave. Was, this was one of the hardest things as well, trying to come up with a bloody name. We should have called it Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just call it Dave Radio. Um, oh no, it's been taken. Uh, so we, and it was this point. I just said, right. I said, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give us a temporary name for now. And I don't know how it came up, but I just said the Radio Alternative. That sounds, that sounds decent enough. And then all of a sudden, it was like, right, we've got no other idea. Yep, that's it. That's our, that's the name of our radio station there. Are we gonna change it? Nah, we'll keep it at that. That's fine. That's that works. And yeah, you know, we got a nice bit of traction out of that. Really, we were getting people messaging. We were getting interest from artists that had obviously been played by us before. We were getting new people that were sending material. And you know, for a good year and a half, we had we did actually have quite a lot of fun. We had a good number of people listening in. I don't think, sadly, we were hitting the heights that we was expecting, but we had a lot of people that were passionate about what we were doing. They were 
supporting us. We even, you know, in our last couple of months when we knew that we it was like a make or break situation, we had to we had to get some funding, we had to have something that was going to support us. And sadly, we did have um a a a Kickstarter. We tried to obviously get some backing on that. And we didn't we sadly didn't hit the target. But we would have needed a decent push because yeah, we were working with technology that was already quite old. Um, we we had license fees that had to be paid as well. We had to we knew that some of the things that we had, some of the technology we had was, you know, was hanging on by a thread. So we knew that we had to we had to update it. And then sadly, fifteenth of July, twenty sixteen, we had our final broadcast, which, you know, was a very it was a very bittersweet night because you know we had a lot of sadness because we knew that this was this was the end this was going to be the final broadcast but at the same time you know we weren't upset by it we went out on a on a high note we went out how we wanted to we had a good laugh we had you know a lot of support we had many requests at night from people who had been supporting us for you know years before we'd even had that radio station and you know, we we also we also had pizza bought for us as well, which was quite nice. When that was a bonus, know, yeah, that was all, all of a sudden, like you know, just as Matt's show had started, we're getting a we're getting a knock on the station door, and uh, they're going, "Oh, did you guys order pizza?" So, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, it was like you've got pizza. I was like, "Oh wow," and yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, it it was. It was it was a lovely night, you know. It was it was one of the things as I said, you know, we went out on our own terms, we had a great final show, we were able to, you know, pay one last tribute to people that had, you know, supported us, we got to play the music that we wanted to play, we, you know, got to say our goodbyes and our thank yous to everyone who had obviously been there to, you know, keep us to, to that point. And, you know, it was such a it was such a hard time, I think, to see everything come to an end like that. When we knew that that was, that was the end of end of the road, I, I I honestly felt I hit a bit of a, a bit of a stumbling point at that. Then I was like, I was like, you know, this was what I was working towards. This was something I had had my heart and soul into for years, and I I didn't know at that point what I wanted to do after that. I had no, I had no feeling of where I wanted to go on to because you know I. I'd started doing some writing online, but that was just more as and when kind of thing. It was not something I wanted to do all the time, really. And you know, I was stuck. It 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 was such a hor- it was so weird. It was weird as well, like knowing that you know the first Friday afterwards, I was like, you know, I'm not going to the station this week. You know, this is this is this is this is very alien to me. This is the first Friday for who knows how long that I'm not going to do my show. I'm literally, I'm literally, you know, I'm at home, you know, I'm, or, you know, the, like the week after I was going to comic con. So at least I had something to do, but it was like, but next week I would have normally been going back to the radio station. You know, we would have been having a catch up after a couple of weeks. It, yeah. it was bizarre. Hmm. It all, all ended because you're sitting there like on a Friday night going, I should be doing something now. Now I know, I know what I should be doing right now. Yeah. I'm not doing it right now because it, you know, it's happened. Because I, I honestly think because of what happened at Dave's radio station we, we and, and the time it took us to get up and running again, that, that was a bit of a setback. Mm. 
and, and I think we lost a lot of traction because because my my idea was to well let's try and pick up immediately where we've left off okay we've said you know bye to the old one but don't don't worry we're coming up on another one so everybody just you know jump ship come up come along with us and we know mm. still here still friday still same time hello back again like nothing had ever happened um and, and because of you know people doing silly things like unplugging wires uh, and and stealing <laughs> well no, yeah stealing computers i think is, is a fair fair yeah yes um yeah so if we bring up the charge sheets yes um <laughs> But just, no, you're, you're accused of stealing one kettle, which 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 needed descaling. Yeah, God. Before <laughs> you you carry on, though, I will just say when we obviously had the radio alternative, you know, it was a great combination between me and you. And I will have to say, the people that we met along the way, you know, we did have, um, we 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 had the the lovely Tara B, who was also on the previous radio. As she done a show in her in a in her hometown of Nashville, she was then bringing that show over to the Radio Alternative, which was which was nice, and it was it was nice to see that different audience as well in the week when we had mm. someone who was a you know someone who was going yeah this is this is a a bit of a different flavour this is di- different vibe, and then we also had the a lovely Millie Manders and Dan Stoughton who was also doing a show for a little while with us as well. We, you know, they were, again, providing something that was very different. Um, Punk Archive, that's it. I, I was trying to think of the, the name of the show. But, yeah, we, we, we had so many lovely people. We had so many so many supportive people that were there with us all the way through. So and, that, was, yeah. that was the best bit. Because we, we said, look, if anyone else wants to do a show, do a show. We had this option of, of uploading it into a, a piece of software to say, on this day at this time, that's when the show's being broadcast. Mm. And it was great to have different, instead of people broadcasting absolute drivel, and I, and I don't mean that in any... Uh, yeah, is is meant as it sounded. Um, you know, the supernatural show that, that that someone was broadcast. Really? I mean, come on. Yes, I'm, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing someone beginning with a with an S or or an R or or a P or or a T so, so or, or yeah, someone's so uncle. This person you've lost was it a man? Yeah, it was a man or a woman. It was a man or a woman, was it? This person who died, it was a man or a woman. It's, like, it's called Dave hell, they're, they're, they're good, aren't they? Um, Narrow it down for me. So so <laughs> instead of having shows like that on, on Dave's show, we, we had meaningful, decent mm. content from people who wanted to do shows. Tar would be <laughs> Millie Manders and co. You know, yeah. So it was it was brilliant that we had finally because I remember the, the other station. It was a case of how many how many times did we ask to, and say, look, we have got this person wants to do a show. This person wants to do a show. Yeah. These people, if you put their shows on, people will listen. I will say, and you know, nice little segue into uh, this is where the time frames are going to feel very weird when I say it because. Obviously, recording times are different to broadcast times. But on the previous podcast, I had a lovely chat with an old college mate of mine called Mark, who hmm. did actually bring in to Dave Radio for an audition. And I thought he was bloody good. He actually put on quite a quite a good recording. And Dave at Dave Radio, he listened to it. <laughs> Lies Dave at Dave Radio. Not to be confused yeah. with 
other Dave's. Yeah, the other Dave's, yeah. But anyway, the, the leader Dave at Dave Radio, he, he listened to it and he went, yeah, he's quite good. I said, well, can we get him on then? He went, he went, well, well, I have to see about the schedule. It's like, hang on, you've got like three days when there's no one here. Yeah, exactly. So you can easily fill a schedule. Yeah, but, oh, you know, I'll get back to him. And he got to that two or three weeks later and, uh, you know, Mark, absolutely lovely guy. It was really nice to catch up with him again, actually. I just, uh, you know, and funny enough, we didn't actually mention the radio then, but I just said, I just said to Dave, I said, look, I said, look, we've left him hanging there for, for, you know, for three weeks. I said, can you please tell me, are you going to give him a shot? Can I bring him in to actually do the show? Or are you saying no? He went, well, well, I have to think about it. You know, I'm still, I'm still looking at options. It's like, right, Joe, you know what? Just say yes or no. Will you bring him on? And he was very umming and ahhing and, and that was one of the most awkward conversations when I had to had to message him just say like Mark I'm really sorry I don't know what's happening but I I I'll, I'll get back in contact with you when things are you know a bit more sorted but at the moment I don't think it's going to be happening and it it felt bad because I was like you know this is someone who had a passion he had quite a good voice behind him it was like why why would you not give this guy a shot why would you not bring him on this is someone who really would you know bring another level to what we were doing. But no, no, he didn't want that. The, the amount of times I listened to demo tapes from people who were good enough to be brought onto that station and was told exactly the same thing. I have to check the schedule. Yeah, hang on a minute. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, I'm in love. No. <laughs> there's nothing going on. <laughs> there's nothing being broadcast more or less on those. I think there was ad hoc shows or whatever you other Wednesday yeah, or something. We did but, we did it's not like we had nothing. There were some shows that we did obviously have um sprinkled across Dave Station. There was uh, I know we did have the weekend I think the weekend was basically the prime schedule. Yeah, that was where yes. a lot of shows did obviously happen. But yeah, it was uh it was very weird and you know to, like I say there, there were so many people that you know we got to chat to we got to we got to meet and, you know, it felt weird kind of doing almost like an audition process for someone who wanted to be part of the station. But it's like, well, hang on. We've got someone who's actually willing to give the time. They sound good. They they enjoy what they're doing. Why not give them the chance? And that, you know, and I, I'm, that was probably like one of the one of the um, one of the bricks that got pulled away from the from the foundation that then you know brought Dave station down, unfortunately, because that was. I think that was like one of the first signs of tension. It was like, well, you know, why not? You know, this is this is something that should be really easy. It should be something that should be like, yeah, yes, let's do it. Instead of, yeah, what am I doing? I don't fucking know. I don't think so, you know. I don't want to be too critical. He's a nice chap, Dave. He's a nice mm. chap, but he, I don't ask him to make a decision. This was a case of other people. Yeah, and, and either it's a case of it's it's other people that he doesn't know, so. Is the risk too great for him to get someone in that he doesn't know to give them a chance? Like, the, like the shopkeeper in the in the League of Gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, yes. Are you local? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> nah. um, so or, you know, and that's 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 one of the reasons why I said to him, look, if I I will take the station off your hands, so I will be making the decisions. If I am wrong, I've got broad enough shoulders to go. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it was good on a demo tape. 
mm, not so much now or bloody hell we've just made the absolutely the right choice superb we've got we've got the person in they're bringing in the listeners you know because because my my whole thinking about it and probably yours as well more listeners you get at some point you will be able to go to companies and say any chance of some advertising or sponsorship mm. we don't get listeners we're not going to get the advertising and sponsorship and at some point the guys where we were being housed who were basically paying all our overheads mm. yeah we'll just get to the point they were paying. getting frustrated because they were paying everything and i said yeah. like, look i don't want you paying for things that we should be paying for but so surely you, but we you think should they be... were doing the electric they were doing our internet um you know we had um i think we had something on the server as well that they were paying for at some point they were i think they helped out on one of the licenses as well yeah so it was like you know they they've really given a lot and that was it you wanted to you wanted to earn your keep effectively mm. you know you didn't want to be seen as you didn't want to be seen as like the freeloader that was getting everything and giving nothing back and that was yeah. you know that was where the the acoustic nights really came in because it was like you know what if you know it was like what if we do a that because i think that was part of the agreement initially wasn't it, it was like you know we'll mm. get we'll get live acts in we'll actually get people coming in to perform and because we said yes we've we know people that want to come and do that. We know people that want to come and perform. And, you know, the first night, the first night, sadly, we had no one really turn up. It was more, it was more like, you know, one band was playing, the other one was watching them. And then it was like vice versa. That, And it was a, you know, bit of a, bit of a weird one. But then after that, you know, we got audiences, we got people that were coming down. We were getting a bit of notice, a bit of attention. And yeah, we, we had some fantastic nights that we we had some experiences that you know lived on quite well because it was the you know it was it was the fun that we had we had plenty of people that were supporting what we were doing they were having a good time with us and yeah because the thing about that musicians know other musicians so if if you've got a musician who's come to one of these acoustic nights performed loves being there sold a couple of cds said oh by the way they have got a bar the rumors are true and you need to come down whenever they you know we'll put your name forward mm. we did get quite a few artists that turn up can, can we come down and perform for it yeah you know what uh, yeah. let's have a look at our really hectic schedule how's about when when are you free let's not let's not go when when, when can we fit you in when are you free because <laughs> otherwise it might be we're missing a trick here um you know we, we did have people genuinely say we i want to come down i want to perform um we've we've got we've got a new album coming out need to come down um and we yeah we had some funny enough art. funny enough i remember on our first night we had one of the bands we had was my cousin's band who i said i said look i said you guys have just got your cd out now i said you know come down you know obviously you give a shout out to your to you i was just about to say to your crew but i guess i don't know i don't know what they really called their fans but you know that obviously their big following was in you know was in kent really so we and we did have a good spike in listeners at that night i do remember and you know it was fun they came down and they all got together in this like little minivan they had all their like all their guitars and their, their drum kit all squeezed in and it it was hilarious i couldn't believe like the setup that they had and you know, it was it was nice. It was fun, and I remember convincing my cousin to come down. I said, "Look, I said, you guys, do you fancy doing a, a half hour set on a Friday night?" I said, uh, "You know, you're more than welcome to come down. You know, we've you know we've got the bar there, and um, I said I'll you know buy you all a beer." 
And as soon as I said that, he's like, yep, yeah, we'll come down. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing you say, you actually do say, yeah, there's a bar and, and we'll, we'll buy you food and we'll buy you a drink. And most people, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. I, I, do remember, I do remember having a bit of a heated argument with someone, though, saying, so you're paying for all my expenses, are you? No, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> what, what, what happens is I'm really sorry. I, I like how so. you're not naming the name on that one as well. No, oh. and it's it is someone who didn't come down and didn't associate themselves with us at all yes. and was very... Um, yeah. Um, so, so what? Yeah, what happened was oh, you're you're going to pay all my expenses. No, look, if I could, I would, but we we don't. We're not a profit making radio station, so we can't. So, so what you're basically asking is, I come down and and in return, I get exposure. Is it? No, 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 no. I'm not actually selling it like that. You come down, you perform, you have an interview. It's kind of like a it's a relaxed, chilled out atmosphere. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but you, you can bring down your your merchandise. You can try and you know stall somewhere if you like do it you know it's your evening you're part of your evening you do whatever you like um well well no if you're since you're not paying my traveling expenses i'm not coming down right okay <laughs> i'm not going to get into an argument with you fine other artists have come down and and yeah, the response she gave on on uh on the message that was basically uh disrespectful to every other artist was basically say well they're all idiots then aren't they like, mm, i don't like you i yeah really i really sorry <laughs> We did really couple... sorry, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we did have a couple of people that were like, you know, I only really do shows if I'm being paid for. And to a degree, I could understand that because, yeah, I, I you know, that, that's, a, that's a night where they probably, and, you know, one of them that we did ask, it was a, um, was a, like a, was like a regular performer. This was someone who was playing almost every night. So for them to not perform that night, that was, that was like their night's wages gone. So hmm. I understood that, and I was oh, like, oh, you know, yeah, completely. I'm really sorry. We're not. We don't pay for you on that, but I understand that you're saying no because you know you can't turn down paid work. Uh, that's yeah. that's understandable. But then we also had, and sadly, we had some acts that we couldn't get down on an acoustic night. But we had people that obviously did come down to perform in the studio. We had some fantastic people, some faces that came and you know just wowed us with what they what they could do um we had you know we had the you know I, i've mentioned her a few times but you know she is worth another mention the lovely abby holden she came down on a on a nice quite cool august um evening and she if brought I, down I, her I, guitar go if on if i recall that she didn't just bring down her guitar she also brought down chocolate covered pineapple that's it she did Which, as well which is why we both hit it off because I went, oh, two, two of my favourite things in the world in one small <laughs> mouthful. Oh, she's, and everyone else turned up their noses at it. I'm like, hang on a minute. And we, we were the only two, I think, I don't know if you, I think you had something. Oh, yeah, they, they were lovely. Catriona had one as well. Yeah, and yeah. there were some people in that room who just turned their nose up. And I was like, this is two, two yeah. of the world's favorite, my world, the world things, <laughs> favorite things in the world. And I'm, I'm or oh, where do you get these in New Zealand? You, mm, really, you can't get them here. No. <laughs> <laughs> and do, do you know? Really? Do you know? I just remember we were. I remember when we were talking that night, and some stuff. Obviously, we were chatting when we was on the microphone. Some stuff we were chatting about afterwards, and it was when we were starting to learn. Um, some of the like the New Zealand slang as well when we were learning things and um like like jangles was um was like the like the jelly sandals. 
Um, yeah. That that was quite interesting. And, you know, then you also had, oh, what was it? You also had fongs, which were also like sandal things as well, like flip-flops, which was like, okay. Um, is everything everything footwear related just, just renamed or something, you know? Um, are these trainers? No, nope, these are Bobby Boos. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. And then, and, and, then Dave, <laughs> and then Dave asked her which island she came from, the West Island. And the look <laughs> on her face was priceless. Oh, I, I oh, think he's God. thinking of a completely different continent. So I'm really sorry. That was... That, I think was, he knows, that was funny. I think I think he knows in his head what he means north and south but I yeah. think he's just gone confused. Are you from are you from the west? Oh, oh I am. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know, like I say, we had Abby who was an absolute blast every time she came in. We also had the lovely Alex Louise, who was another very gifted singer-songwriter, a very sweet woman as well. Every time she came in, she always, she always had such a loving presence and she was the kind of person that, you know, she'd come up to you, like give you this like, massive hug and everything as well. And then you also had um, Mr. Sam Basanki, who was the, who was a guitarist. And he was, you know, he was just amazing. This was a guy who could literally play a song after hearing it once because he yeah. was able to play by ear. And it was just amazing. I remember we, I think we played a track on air and um, I said, I said, oh, have you heard, like, do you know this song? He went, no. And then literally it was like, he was like going, ding, 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 ding. It was like, fucking, that's like, that's awesome. You're playing that literally note for note. How do you do that? And yeah, that was, that was a thing as well. Cause obviously it, it, it wasn't, wasn't meant to be rude, but it was like, when you have a, an artist in, and sometimes they have like their like their backup musician. They they kind of like just sit there. But with Sam, it was like you know, no, put the microphone on him as well. Let's chat with Sam because you know mm. this guy's bloody awesome. You know, yeah. it was like talking about like his guitar work. He was telling us about you know how he picks up these songs so quickly and like some of the acts and some of the artists he'd been playing with. It was like my god, this guy's awesome. And <laughs> you know, like nights like that were were just what made our show and also i've got to give a shout to you know probably one of the loveliest people that you had on your side um the the very very perfect i'd say perfect host whenever she was um in our presence nina christopherson who every time every time we came face to face i just remember it was like literally like a little shake of the hand it was like a kiss on each cheek it was like it was like how do you do? I was like, why am I, why am I saying that? Why, why, why did I just do? It? <laughs> it's like you, I don't you know why. Once... I just got pulled out of whatever situation I should have been in, and I've suddenly like gone up a class. It's like a, how do you do? Um, you were one step away from curtsying, weren't you? Yeah, I, do you know what? I think I actually almost <laughs> did. I almost did because I was like, oh, hello, mom, um, Nina, hello. <laughs> but you know, it's like you, 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 I don't know. I think when you meet someone, you kind of you, you don't know what to expect from them. You kind of going in. Not necessarily blind, but you're you're going in with a, an idea of what this person is like, and you're you know you're chatting, you're communicating, you're having a having a good laugh, and you know when, when that initial meeting when you go oh like hello, and literally it's like just come up, it's like yeah, yeah kiss kiss, it's like hello, nice to meet you, um, it's like okay, so uh, I I don't really I don't really get that when I meet people, where so that's not exactly how. I agree, and especially 
Because the only other person I really greet on the regular basis is Matt, and I can tell you that we definitely don't greet nah, each other nah, that, that way. That, you know, that, that doesn't happen ever. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, you know, it was it it was one of the things. It was. Nina's Nina's very very positive person, very talented. She yeah. she she performs as Billie Holiday, and we've seen her a couple of times perform. And the last time, like like you said, it was August. Crikey, when was it? Two years ago, three years ago? August 2018. 2018. You know, in, a, in a world before coronavirus had hit. And obviously, when you know, when it was the idea, I was just coming back from um from a little trip away, and I remember going, Oh shit, yes. Um we said we were gonna be going out tonight. And uh, I think I got home about four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, right, I've got an hour now to literally um to get ready, get out. And I remember it was the lovely little place in it's, it is East Putney, isn't it? Where the where the venue was, where our uh, our destination. I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up. Sorry. Because it was the same place where we where we got to um, have our, our meet and greet with Mr. Chesney Hawks as well. That was awesome. Yes, that, that Every, was... everyone everyone took the Mickey out of me for that gig, but it's probably one of the best gigs I've been to. It was Joe. It was just that. It was just that point. He literally for about half a minute, he's playing on the acoustic guitar, doing the one and only. He goes, "Thank you, good night." Now I'm a joking. <laughs> it's like that was brilliant. That was just so funny. And even afterwards, he's he's taking the time to like you know shake hands with people, have photographs, and uh, you know just just a hell of a lot of fun. And right. I, I will, it's, yeah. It's Kings Road, <laughs> Kings Road in London. Yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to find it now. I say it's probably so a few was, Kings Roads. I don't think of it. Yeah, yeah, more than likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So which Kings, Kings Road, Road would just... you like to go? Two hundred <laughs> results have been found. There's, there's uh, Kings Road Kings... in London. One hundred and fifty results have been found. No, it wasn't Bushy Park. Don't be daft. It wasn't there. Um, oh, yeah, hang on. I'm so, pretty yeah. sure it was East Putney. I'm, I don't know why that that sticks out uh, to me. It's Chelsea. Chelsea, ah, believe yeah. it or not, and I didn't realise it was in Chelsea. Oh well, well there we go. Yeah, um, oh, what I'll do, I'll do before we continue um, talking about uh, Nina, who you know, as we say, very lovely person. I do just want to bring about one of my favourite stories about Chesney Hawks, and that was the I done an interview with him a couple of years before. Obviously, we had the meet and greet with him, and. I remember asking him about the one and only because, you know, that's what you're going to do when you talk about things with Chesney Hawk. You're going to ask about that song because, you know, that song is bloody awesome. And I said to him about, you know, how how did the song come about for yourself? And he said he remember getting a demo tape from Nick Kershaw, which was obviously demo of the one and only. And he said to me he still had that tape. And I don't know why, and I did resist it, but I was so close to saying, can I please borrow that tape and, uh, you know, copy it over? Because, uh, come on, who, who wouldn't want to hear an actual recording of the one and only by Nick Kershaw? I think, you know, and, you know, we've seen the man perform that song live as well. Let's just be mm. honest. And yeah. it was pretty cool and inspired one of our favourite radio games, which, um, you know, went on for a bit longer than it really should have done. But... <laughs> yeah, to milk it. <laughs> 
Kim Wilde, yes or no? Kim Wilde, yes or no? And oh, to that be was, honest, that was, right, we still okay. never found out on that night whether or not she was actually there. That was the I thing. Was say, I was about to say, a bit of an explanation to this. A Nick Kershaw gig, which was supposed to be uh, the, the part where it's supposed to be VIP. So we're thinking, we've got VIP lanyards. We're going to be one of the few. No, there were only two people in that venue who did not have vineyard, uh, lanyards. <laughs> yes, vineyards. Yes, if, lanyards, you, if, you, don't, if you don't have Yeah, if you don't have a vineyard, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we're wine drinkers in this place. <laughs> you haven't got your little VIP vineyard bugger off um, so lanyards even um, and then out of the corner of my eye I'm thinking that, that looks like Kim Wilde and you know that moment where you think it's her but you don't want to be make a complete arse of yourself by but we were doing that for about 20 minutes we were yeah, like should exactly. we go over and say hello because you know if that is Kim Wilde that would be a perfect photo opportunity that'd be someone that'd be probably really nice to chat to and then we kind of talked ourselves out of it it's like actually is that kim wilde is that and i don't know why i just went i just went right kim wilde yes or no and i don't know why but i was thinking about that night when when uh, we got home and i don't know why i just thought do you know what i'm gonna make that into a radio section this uh and then it was like literally the next week i went yes i have a new exciting game and matt went what's that i went i present to you kim wilde yes or no and literally, Matt was almost pissing himself with laughter when I said that. And um, he went, he went, he went. How's this work? I said, Well, I'm going to play a song. You just got to guess whether or not it's actually Kim Wilde. I went, Yeah, Kim Wilde, yes or no? That's that. That basically was was it. And I managed to make that last, I think, for about ten weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and all because of that moment where you think. That everyone's done this at some point in a supermarket or, or in a shopping mall has seen someone who they think is their best mate or a friend of theirs or someone they haven't seen since school, high school, whatever. Mm. And you go, hey, hello, you're right. Hey, hey, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's not you. It's not you. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm... And it's the same principle with, with Kim Wilde. If you walk up to her and you say, what are you going to say? Hi. Oh, hi, Kim. How are you? And the, and the look on her face would either be, yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much, or, uh, who? Kim, Kim, Kim Wilde. Nah. Uh, okay, let's go to the bar quick. Oh, play this out, is so out. embarrassing. I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, do you know what? Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, looky-likey. Sorry, terribly sorry, yeah. A lot of people say that. Um, oh. That would have been a bit, yeah. Um, it probably was. It probably was. But probably. the fact was that the VIP thing we had for the night, we had the acoustic set with Nick Kershaw. But it was also, um, at the end, he was doing, um, obviously, a quick meet up with people, like signing autographs, taking photos. And I remember when we realised that that was happening, there was already a queue of about 80 or 90 people. And mm. we were kind of clock watching. It was like, right, OK, so we can wait here. But our last train is at uh, two minutes past midnight. It's now half eleven, and the queue—I've never known the queue to go so slow in my life. We're literally standing there. It's like, right, is he actually moving? Is he actually? It's like you're seeing your couple of people going, and I think we probably walked about ten feet in half an hour. Mm. I was like, right, we are not going to be seeing him. We we probably have better chance of getting the fucking next morning train if we're if we're going to wait any longer. And it, I think it was almost that point. Was like, right, is it worth? Is it worth it either a trying to get a taxi back, or b just thinking fuck it, let's stay the night and uh, you know try and head back early in the morning just to meet Nick Kershaw? And I think it got to the point. It was like, Joe, as much as it'd be nice to meet him, no, I'd rather be back in my own bed tonight or you know at some point. Yeah, it it was 
because at the Chesney gig, because it was a meet and greet, wasn't it? Because there were, I just remember at the front of the stage, there were basically a load of screaming girls. And I think we had the discussion just to let the screaming girls go first. Yeah. Let the screaming nut bars yeah, we, go first. We kind, of, we kind of waited it out, weren't we? It was like, um, because you had the the guys going around going, uh, yeah, would you like a drink? It's like, um, yes, uh, yes, um, I'll have a, uh, I'll have a diet coke, please, my good man. Um, yeah, so we're just like sipping on the drinks. It's like, uh, yeah, so the crazy ones are, are finishing up there. They're doing their bit, and then you had the, um, then you had like a couple of the other ones that are going, oh, can I have a photo with you? Oh no, can we do another photo? It's like okay, and then eventually I think that the, the it dispersed a bit. There was only like two or three people at the table. It was like, should we go over? Yeah, let's go over there. So obviously, as you're going up to meet them, and this is at a lot of shows when they do meets and greets, they have their they have their merch table before you actually get to the main person. It's like yes, yes. Would you like to would you like to buy a an album for for um, Chesney to sign for you? Would you like to buy a photograph? Um, would you like to have a T-shirt? Um, would you like him to sing at your at your cousin's bar mitzvah? Um, can't imagine that if that was on the table. Yes. Would you like to book Chesney Hawks for one of your future shows? I think we did actually try and convince him at one point. That sadly never happened. Same with Nick Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember picking up because I, I there were quite a few of his songs on the night I hadn't heard before. Yes. And I I, I had heard more than just the one and only, <laughs> immediately. So. <laughs> It was, John Lennon lived here. Was I just I was blown away by, it. and there was yeah. a song about a paper airplane. And I remember just making a beeline for the albums, going right. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy an album, hmm. and was, I think there were two of them, and picked up the one John Lennon lived here. Yeah, that That's was it. good. I love, I love that. And then I went up to him. I said, uh, and I was really polite. I said, I'm pleased to meet you. It's a really great gig. The 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 uh, the accompanying uh, strings, the girls and the strings were brilliant. Uh, the company. Um, question to ask. Um, talk about so about the paper aeroplane. What what album's it on? He said the one I'm about to sign for you. I didn't even have to ask him to sign the album. He said the one I'm about to sign for you. So sorry, what? So he took it out the cellophane, signed it, popped it back in, and go right there. You go. I, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, do, do you know when we were picking up the CDs? Because obviously I picked up the the same album as well. Got that signed. I did notice that he also had CD singles of Another Fine Mess, which is, you know, another great song, another one that was very, very horribly underrated and not a, not a chart success at all. But it was one of them songs that always was very catchy. The one thing I thought was disappointing, I was really hoping that he would have had like a vinyl single version of the one and only, because I'd love to have had that signed. That would have been, that would have been like, you know, the, the cherished item to go, yeah, Yes, so Joe, I've met Chesney Hawks. He's actually signed a vinyl for me. See, that's his signature. That's my name next to his signature. Boom, there we go. That's... Do you know the best thing about last summer? He did an online gig. Mm. I put a request in for John Lennon Lives Here and he played it for me. Sweet. I was like, oh, I like you. I like, I like him anyway, but yeah, I like <laughs> you a lot now. Cheers. <laughs> Do you know, it's never, it's never, it's never going to do it. It's, I was talking, I can't remember who I was emailing. Some, someone from his team said, "Oh, is is it possible to put a request in?" I heard him play this track live at the Pheasantry when I went to see him. I said, "I can't remember when it was, a couple of years ago in London." And and the first time I heard the song, completely blown away by it. Can you please play this song? If he doesn't completely get it, not a problem. And halfway through his set, I've, I've got a request for Matt, who's who's uh, joined us. Went, oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least you were still listening into it. You know, it would have been even more embarrassing. Oh, I got a request from Matt. Oh, he went offline 10 minutes ago. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't bother then. 
<laughs> oh, but do you know, I, um, I, I've got to go back to, to Abby on this one. Because when, obviously, we was in the height of lockdown, she was on her Facebook and on Instagram. She was doing um, requests for, for songs. Um, she was actually learning songs to play as part of a set. And I remember I messaged her and I said, I said, Abby, I said, are you only playing songs that you know or can we request anything? She went, she went, you send me a request and I'll do my best with it. And I went, right. I, I really don't know what song to ask her to play. And I thought, I want her to play something that's quite, quite, I think, quite meaningful, but I don't want it to be like anything r- really soppy. So I went with My Hero by Foo Fighters. And I remember when she said, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll look at that one. And about a week later, she put it up online and it was fucking awesome. It was just, it was so good to hear that. Hear that in an acoustic form as well. I was like, yeah, I'm blown away. This is this is brilliant. And I don't care what anyone says. This is what I asked for. And not only does it sound really good, this was because of me in a way. You know, it's all mostly her because, you know, that's the talent, that's the performance, that's all that. But it was my input as well. That's what I'm going to take from it because I won't get any other credit for it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, oh, going back to the pheasantry with Nina. Yes. That was the night where I mistakenly was was mistaken for, funnily enough, for Anita Dobson's plus one. Oh yes, yes, that's another um, no, name drop there. Doing, yep. Anita Dobson, for anyone who doesn't know, just happens to be married to Brian May, who, just in case you don't know, is in, in, a, in a really famous band, and is um, the cousin of James May from Top Gear. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was actually true? Was Jesus so Christ! Crikey! So we've 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 indirectly <laughs> shaken the hand of Brian May and James May in the same. Okay, fine. Um, oh, that was bizarre because there was a bit of a mix-up on the door. Mm. Um, oh, it was a compliment. I got a complimentary ticket. Um, no, your name's not down on the list. Oh, okay, this is awkward. There's people behind me. And I said, look, if it's a problem, I'll pay for the ticket. It's fine. He he disappears, goes to speak to Nina, comes back and says, really sorry. Yes, please come in. Sat us next to the, the stage. In a really, quite a nice seat, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, it was quite, quite, quite next prim- to, primary. Right next, yeah. right next to the drummer. Um, ordered drinks. He'd gone off, come back a couple of minutes later and then explains himself why there was the cock up. And I was like, well, you we don't really have to. You know, it's no real big deal. It wasn't embarrassing. He was just doing mm. his job. Um, sorry, and he flips over this page on his invite list. He says, really sorry, is, are, you, are you this person's plus one? Not Nita Dobson. Uh, no. And then we were like, Anita Dobson. It was Anita just that Dobson. moment afterwards. You're like, hang, <laughs> yeah. hang on, did, did you say Anita Dobson? As in, as in um, you know, EastEnders Anita Dobson. It's like, no. <laughs> Angie, then, Angie from the Queen Vic. Yeah. No but then it was about five minutes later, weren't it? Because um, I think I had the view of people that were coming through the door and mm. I kind of, I don't know, it kind of like caught me eye and I just went, Matt, look over, look over there. And he just went, that's an Eater Dobson. Well, blimey. And, and the funny thing was I got the opportunity to meet her afterwards and I told her, I said, you know, stupid thing that happened tonight about, funnily enough, both of us. I said, you wouldn't believe what happened. Explain the story. Oh, you should have come over and sat at our table and got you a drink. What you should have said was, easy come, easy go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But yeah, sorry, sorry, Lita. But yeah, do you too, know yeah. what? I, I it sounds really horrible. But when we saw, um, her, when, like when obviously saw her walk in, 
I don't know why, but it was just the like the person in me just went, please God say her plus one is Brian May. How fucking brilliant would that have been to have seen Brian May walk through that door? I, do you know what? I wouldn't have controlled myself. I would have been straight up and I would have just gone, Brian, I'm really sorry. I don't want to photograph, don't want to autograph, anything like that. I just want to shake your hand and just say, I think you are a fantastic musician, a true gent, and it is just an honour to be in the same room as you. And I would I would happily do that, shake his hand and walk away. Because you, you know, what the, the better idea would have been is is to say, can you ask him what he wants to have a what what drink he wants? All the way, pay for it. And go there. You go. Right, just just do like a thumbs up. That's on us, right? No, but I'd be then, very tempted to put that on Facebook Live and go. I'm just buying a drink for Brian, Brian May. May. Just, this just, is just, this is just, Brian May. Thank you no, for no, let me buy you no, a drink, nothing, Brian nothing, May. Nothing, nothing, nothing really particularly yeah. interesting. Why are you happened? talking like that? No reason, yeah. Brian nothing, May. Nothing, nothing happening <laughs> at all that's any of interest. But Brian May sitting up. Did we mention Brian May sitting just? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> God, that that would have been. I think that would have done me. After that would have been like you know that's that's like one of my musical heroes. You know, if if Brian May walked in that room, yeah, I I think I would have just I would have just gone. I would have gone down, you know. I'd so, be like, "What the fuck? This is so the this reason. Is too good. The reason why Nita Dobson was there, unbeknown to me, and and it didn't put two and two together until oh, I don't know, probably four days later. No, it was that's not true. <laughs> is that Nina's backing band was had featured one of Brian May's band? Yes. I think it was the drummer because Crikey, he he had enough drumsticks, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> How many drumsticks do you need? Lots. Yeah, we know. But how many drumsticks do you need? Well, you know, I might break a pair, lose a pair. Yeah, but they're all in the same place. So if you lose that, you're in trouble. Yeah, but you know, I have I have several. <laughs> yes, um, I have I have a I have a suitcase full of them. Yeah, as you see, they are laid out like Cuban cigars in the pack. <laughs> but but that night, Nina didn't just perform Billie Holiday. She performed a repertoire of all different songs, and she did Ava Maria, and she oh. hit the high note, and my jaw just went. Uh, Oh, blimey! Every time I see her perform live, there there is a it surprises me. There's there's another surprise lurking because it's just like you, you've just done. Whoa, okay, awesome. Yeah. Do, you, um, do you know? I think what's been really nice is that over you know over our our time with music and radio and all this, we've had the opportunity to meet some just just some truly fantastic people. And every person that I've had the opportunity to interview to chat with. I have had, you know, I've had a lot of fun with, and I will say, and you know, as we're doing the name drops and everything, um, I've got to say that one of my favourite interviews I ever did was with the legendary and sadly no longer with us, uh, Mr. Chaz Hodges from Chaz and Dave, and that was that was on so many levels was amazing because for one, he agreed to do the interview on my birthday. So, you know, we're, we're like, you know, really I should have been out celebrating with friends. I should have been, you know, parting it up. No, I was by my computer recording the interview that I was dreaming of. And to find out literally about a couple of hours before when I was doing some prep, I found out that his birthday was on the same day as my mum's. And it was just like the open opportunity. I, I, Joel, I said, I'm going to be really cheeky. I'm going to have to ask Chaz if he can do a shout out for my mum. And when he agreed to it, we finished the recording and I said, I said, Chaz, I said, I'm going to ask. I know, I know it's a bit of a liberty. I said, but I did find out that you actually share your birthday with my mother. 
um sandra i said can you i said i said um if you say no it's absolutely fine i said but it would mean a hell of a lot and it would definitely be her best birthday present this year i said could you give her a shout out and do you know what he didn't even hesitate he went straight for it and it was it was amazing it was one of the moments that i was just like my god you are did he have did he have more rabbit than sainsbury's though well, he got it off his chest. Let's put it that way. Um, hey. Oh, do you know what though? It, it was it was lovely. And like I say, some people that you meet, and um, even like away from all the radio stuff, some of the people I've I've had the chance to meet has been fantastic. And I've got a, <laughs> I've got to tell you about this one. And this was another one that um, I had I had this I had this amazing plan, and me and my me and my partner um we when we're trying to do christmas shopping we try to put our ideas together when obviously buying for family because family can be really difficult sometimes to work out what they actually want so for for my mum and for her mum we were we were coming up with ideas and i was getting really stuck for something i thought you know i want to i want to pick something out that's a bit special a bit different I remember walking past um, bookshop, and I, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed a little poster that said, "Sign in on Saturday, the whatever of October." Martina Cole. Now, Martina Cole is not only a novelist that my mum really enjoys and someone that she's read all the books of, but also um, my my girlfriend's mum has read all the Martina Cole books as well. I was like, this is perfect. This is the perfect present. And it was like, right, this is what we're going to do then. I'm going to buy her book. I'm going to obviously buy two copies. You know, I'm not going to make them share a book. That's that's a bit mean. That would be, be a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. So you get the book up until New Year's Day and then you need to pass it on. Um, no, didn't do that. So, yeah, got the got two books. And do you know what? I, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it. But I honestly thought, oh, do you know, I'm going to go there nice and early, get the books paid for, get in the queue, meet her. Fantastic. That'll be done. Now, her time slot was only for about an hour. And I remember being in this queue and I think we was about, well, we got there about an hour before the queue started, before they started taking people in for the signing. And I remember sitting there thinking, God, this is going on a while. And this queue, this queue was huge. And I thought, it didn't. It felt like it wasn't moving. I'm looking behind me. It's like there's about as many people behind us as there are in front of us. Got to about the 50 minute mark, and I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point now they're going to come up and say, look, we're going to have to stop the signing. And I remember it got to about the hour mark, and I was like, oh for God's sake, this is this is getting bad. This is really feeling. Uh, and uh, it would have been such an upset to have thought, you know. We waited all that time. We've obviously put I put so much thought into into this gift idea, but eventually, um, when it was I think it must be like five or ten minutes before the agreed time slot was coming to a close, and we finally got to meet her. So went up with the books, and do you know what? And when you when you don't really, and I I you know I I've no I've never read a Martina Cole book, so I, I'm not familiar too much with her work i understand that she's obviously crime novelist and i know she's a very popular writer but i was like you know i've not really known anything about this person 
And when I went up and passed the books over to her, so she said, she said, um, oh, so, so who are these books being made out to? Oh, I said, um, I said, oh, one's to Sandra and one's to Sally. And she went, oh, who, who, are, who are these then? And I said, it, I said, well, it's, um, I said, one of them's my mum and the other one is my partner's mum. And she went, oh, that's really nice. She went, oh, you get Nisa's Christmas presents. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, that's, um, that was the plan. I said, yeah, we, I said, you know, the only thing I could honestly think of that would be a great Christmas present was your latest book. I said, to have it signed by yourself would be fantastic. And it was one of the things that when we done it, I remember, <laughs> I remember coming back afterwards, come, um, to, and obviously having a bag full of all this stuff, including books. And, you know, like, they're not purposely being nosy, but I've got mum going, oh, what's in the bag? It's like, nothing, don't, don't look in there. Don't look. And it's like trying to, trying to hide it, trying to cover it up. And it was one of the things that I, I don't know what happened. I think, I don't remember if it was me or if it was, or if it was Charlotte, one of us almost gave it away. And we all, like, um, cause like my mum went, oh, so what you, what were you up to? And, um, Charlotte went, oh, we was, um, we was waiting, we was waiting at a book signing. Oh, I went, oh shit. Um, it's like, just say book signing. Um, and I went, I went, no, 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 no. I said, um, no, I said, no, 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 we weren't, no. What we were doing, I can't remember the excuse I came up with, but I managed to talk myself out of it somehow. I was like, yeah, shit. Um, but it was like, no, 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 we was, we was a while in the bookshop. No, no, that was it. That was it. I was like, how the hell did I almost do that? That's that's so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so, and that was the thing. It was trying to keep that secret then for for the next couple of months. Because I thought, you know, this woman was so lovely. And I, and you know, I really wanted to say, you know, your favourite author, you know, she's, she's an absolutely brilliant woman. She's someone who I had a really nice chat to. We had a good talk while she was signing your books. But it was like, no, I had to try and keep that secret. And I remember when it came to Christmas morning, I remember when my mum opened her book and then she was like, wow, that's really amazing. And then um, I remember Charlotte's mum opening her one. Uh, I was around there at the time. So she's opened it up. And um, so she's she's going, oh, thank you very much. And Charlotte's trying to go to her, no, no, mum, open it up, look inside it. Because <laughs> obviously she's thinking, oh, it's a book. Um Oh, it's very nice here. And I was like, no, no, look inside it. So she opened it up. She goes, oh, wow, she signed it. And I, I kid you not, her mum read that book, I think, within about 24 hours. It was just literally, it was literally like, yeah, I'm going to go through that now. I'm going to I'm gonna get through that book right away. And I think she even actually read it a second time, almost like straight afterwards. And I felt, Joe, I thought, wow, actually did really good there. And I thought, you know, maybe uh, if I do become the uh, future son-in-law, at least I can say I've got one positive mark against me. If nothing else, bonus. <laughs> but I've, I've done that before. I've got books signed by people, yeah, and you, you hand them over. They what? They just go, yeah. They like unwrap it and go, ah, oh. and then look at the back of it and read the back of it and yeah, un, un open the book. <laughs> I stood in a queue for an hour. Mm. Open <laughs> that that and that's it every time. But another one, and I did actually tell you about this one as well. Um, this was a good few years ago when I got uh, Ray Winston's um, book signed for my dad. And, you know, this was the idea. I wanted this as a birthday present. The, the book signing was in October. 
Funny enough, October does seem to appear quite often in these. Um, the book signing was in October, but obviously my dad's birthday wasn't till December. So, you know, and he was he was absolutely lovely, Ray Winston. And this was when, obviously, we were still doing the radio stuff. I had to be a bit cheeky, and I just said, I said, oh, nice to meet you, Ray. Um, I'm John Joe. Don't don't put that in the book. That's not that's not who the book's for. He went, oh, who's the book for? Now I said, oh, it's um, it's actually it's actually for my dad, for for my for my father. So he's one of your biggest fans. He went, he went, oh, well, thank you very much. He said, um, he said, well, let me sign that. He said, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I hope he went. I hope your old man enjoys that. Um, when he does read it, to say to him thank you for for being a fan and uh, and um. I said, just before I go, I said, I said, I know this is going to sound very cheeky. I do a radio show. Can I ask you to quickly recall me just a very short jingle? And I was almost shaking because I was like, fuck, what am I doing? Why am I asking someone who, you know, I'm not even getting something for myself. I'm getting it for someone else. It was like, what? And Joe, he literally took the phone out of my hand. He went, yeah, of course I will. He pressed record, done a line, pressed stop and passed it over. And I was like... I just said to him, "You are fucking amazing." <laughs> I was like, and I was like, "Yep, I've just, I've just said fucking amazing in front of Ray Winston." Yeah, I think that's that is a life goal in its own, and that was the other thing as well because he just recorded me a jingle. I then went, "Oh shit, I've now either got a, uh, I've now either got to keep this jingle quiet for two months because how am I going to explain that Ray Winston done me a radio jingle without you know copying on that you know how I met him." And then it was like, I just went, I just remember I just went straight home. I went, uh, yeah, dad, um, here's your book. Um, he went, what's this? I went, oh, I've got your book. This is your an early birthday present. And he opened it up. He's like, read it through. He went, oh, thank you very much. He went, why, why have you given me this early? I went, hang on, let me, uh, let me just get this up on my phone. Listen to that. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I, still one of the best days of my life. Cause that was just, that was just amazing. Very lovely guy. He was very thoughtful. He put quite a nice message in for me, Dad. And he done me a radio jingle. Come on, why why wouldn't you love that man? Honestly. <laughs> if you were, if you ever want to go to a book signing where you go through, they go through the queue as fast as possible. Do you know? Do you know whose book signing you need to go to? Oh, I'm Joe. I would say, and I'm not not being rude to him because you know I think they are. They are quite a quite a nice person, but I have heard that when J.K. Rat, well, I don't know about nice actually, you know, let's, let's say before all the um, all the stuff about her idea about trans equality came out, I always used to hear that J.K. Rowling was a very quick signer, and she was someone who apparently when she did do a book signing, she was literally like scrolling, it was like, yep, next, it was like, okay, <laughs> now go on, who who's a who's a quick signer? Alan Sugar. Alan Sugar. Ah. Now, by chance, we were in, oh, crikey, where were we? Somewhere in London. And it just so happened, this bookstore was about to open and Alan Sugar was going to turn up. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a copy of his book. I haven't read it. Get a copy of his books. Obviously, The Apprentice and all the rest of it. That was massive at the time. And uh, there, there was a queue. And we were thinking, yeah, this is going to be a bit crikey. Here we go. And, uh, yeah, literally within... 20 minutes, half hour, he'd gone through the entire queue of people. And I was thinking, this is going to take forever. Like, what the hell? I'm already there. Oh, hello. Hi, Alan, how are you? Yeah, like The Apprentice. Yeah, great. What's your name? Sign the book. There you go. Next. Okay. 
so so i'm not gonna no okay i don't talk to you anymore fine okay i, I now go to the checkout buy your book okay i should have actually gone do you know what no i don't want it <laughs> i should put it back <laughs> my name in it but um yeah that was weird that was really weird it was just on the off chance yeah just just because we were passing oh, yeah sod it you know well let's 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 uh Let's let's have never been to a book signing before. Let's go to a book signing. Bloody hell! If you ever wanted an experience that would ruin book signings or give you the idea that they were a complete waste of time, that was it. <laughs> All thanks to Lord Amon Sugar, as opposed to Michael McIntyre. Then when we went up there, I got a, a, his book signed for my brother. Yeah, and I think you know, crikey, there's a massive queue. Oh, man. Um, well, it felt like ages, but it wasn't. But he got to the point where he got to the front of the queue and he was engaging. He talked to you. He asked you about stuff. And, you know, when's your next tour? Blah, blah. You know, he had the conversation with him. So, and then it was kind of like his his you know, PA, well, his assistant was basically the one saying, right, go, leave, next person. Because <laughs> it it was, it was you just wouldn't stop talking like yeah oh you're wearing a back to the future t-shirt that's very appropriate because we're, we're looking at back to the future aren't we we're back to the future with my book we're talking about my book which is which is the past but it's now the future are you feeling all right oh you're buying my book oh thank you thank you it's a it's a lovely book and i do talk about the past and the future because that's really weird don't you hey um that, that was what it was, it was uh okay it's right, okay. And then his, his PA is basically saying, okay, you can go now. You can leave. <laughs> he's talking to you. He's, he talks a lot. You can go now. Uh, mm. But no, that was that was phenomenal. But And yeah. you know, I've mentioned this person a few times as well, because you, you know that I've been to uh, many a convention, so I have met uh, uh, many, a, many a people that I've um, appreciated over the years. One of the very kindest people, and uh, I have credited him a few times as being the inspiration behind this podcast is the legendary kevin smith who you know great filmmaker a legendary writer of certain comic books and also if you didn't know this he famously wrote a superman film that was to star nicholas cage which sadly almost got made but got cancelled at the very last minute um can't think why <laughs> and what happened was I remember this was about a year after the radio finished and I just said to I said to him look I'm I you know I really want to make a podcast I I, I said I used to do radio I'm, I'm looking to do a podcast now though and I, I you know I, I want some advice what what would you say to someone who you know wants to try and achieve something because you know he's he's a master of the podcast he's he's got like three or four at the same time going the guy's always talking as well he's someone who loves to he loves to talk and he's very passionate and that was what he said to me he said he said you need to find something you have a passion with something that you know you can get behind the microphone you can talk about and you can continue to talk about he said you've got to, you've got to have a love for what you what you're going on about and he said if you can make that last if you can if you can enjoy what you're doing he said, you know, you can you can continue it. People will then come to you and, you know, and it, it really stuck with me. And I, I think it took me a while to realise what I really felt a passion for after that point. Because, you know, radio was my passion and it was like, OK, so where do I go from here? And it turns out my passion then was, uh, yeah, I just like to moan about things now. You know, that's why we get the show. All things suck because you're getting old. There. You're getting old. <laughs> 32 years old is, is quite painful at the moment, yeah. <laughs> but, 
Oh, but you know, and do you know what? I think you know this this podcast has gone some very weird places because you know we spent like the first hour or so talking about our radio history, and it's just been like a load of name drops in between as well. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know who else I met? <laughs> Try not to, because it's 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 a bit difficult to though, because like you say, on the journey we've both been on with regards to radio, we've we've bumped into and, and met several amazing people. Yeah. Which other we otherwise wouldn't have got the opportunity to meet. But it was the point and, and that, talk to. Yeah, it was the point that I was going to so many people, like, you know, like, oh hi, nice to meet you. Oh, thank you for the autograph. Oh, can you do me a radio jingle? As and I felt like that was almost like my go to so many times. Um the the legendary John Hurt, you know, he'd done me a quick jingle when I met him at Comic Con. Very, very nice guy he was to do so. Um Brian Blessed, Brian Blessed. I remember his manager who was sitting next to him was like, no, no, he ain't going to do that. And Brian's like, no, I shall do that. I will record that for you. <laughs> Obviously, he don't talk like that. I can't really do his voice because it's too gruff for me. But it, it was amazing. And I just remember that was the first person I saw at Comic-Con that day. He done me the jingle. Um, and I listened back to it. And my friend who was with me, um, she was off um, getting something from another stall. And uh, before I went over, I said, I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and ask him if he can do me a jingle. I said, wouldn't that be great? And she went, well, you can only ask, can't you? So when he done the signing, I said, I said, Brian, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to ask now. I do a radio show. Could you quickly do me a, a quick jingle? And uh, he done, like, he, he recalled, like, he done a couple of voices, done a couple of recordings. And I was like, I said, thank you very much. Shook his hand, took the autograph. And, um, I just kept walking. I, I couldn't even like look around or anything. And I went straight to my friend and she went, how'd it go? And I literally just like embraced her. I went, he, he did it. He recorded me a jingle. And uh, she went, okay, why the hug? I'm just so happy. Um, Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it, it was amazing. It was just so amazing because it was like, you know, the perfect voice. The perfect person to do you a radio jingle. I was like, yeah, Brian Blessed, you know, that would be my number one choice. Because, come on, that is such a great voice. That is such a booming presence. Yeah, couldn't beat that. That's And that was still my favourite. That was still my favourite jingle, I think, ever. Going back to the radio thing, because we now, we don't do live radio anymore. And, no. I, and I, miss, I miss it. I miss it because for three hours on a Friday, and it was, it was bloody hard work. Because a friend of mine said, ah, it's easy. All you do is press buttons and talk. No. Until the point he actually recorded a, a show for us, a pilot show for us that, that he wanted to do a prog rock show himself. And then we, and he said to me after, oh, yes, yes. I, I remember this fellow, yes. <laughs> he said, bloody hell, that was, he, well, I take it all back. I take it all back. And the, the thing was, I used to turn up, on a Friday, I'd, I'd done the, the prep I'd done beforehand was the, the 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 unsigned new artists I was playing during the show, a couple of funny news stories, and all I did was just bring in a load of music. I didn't have a playlist, and you just winged three hours. You had the, the, the audience reacting on social media, so you'd say something, and the audience react. That that came part of the show, so you bring the audience in, and, and it, it kind of flowed, and, and it, you know, three hours flew past at the end of it. You go, bloody hell, I'm knackered. But yeah, there was the engagement and you knew where you were going and, and you just had to be careful what came out of your mouth because, you know, one one thing was stepped too far that you would have got sued or something daft. Never happened. Although the one time I do I do remember playing the request for um, Green Day. 
to remember that. Um, how, oh. how, how I still broadcast after that. I can't remember the name of their song, but it was the song I went, I was just, I just randomly picked a song <laughs> on my hard drive by Green Day, thinking uh, everyone's, everyone's heard the usual suspects that Green Day, you know, usual songs. I'll pick that one. <laughs> and halfway through, I'm sitting there with my head in my hands going, I just don't believe he's just he's just swearing all the way. Do you <laughs> do you remember when the um when Dave's radio came to an end? Do you remember the last song that I played on my last show? Oh I, I do, but it's, oh, because I, I I kind of just thought like fuck it, you know, this ain't going anywhere. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on my own terms. And I thought I had to pick the appropriate song. I'm having a massive brain fart. I can't. I know what you played, but I can't think of it. <laughs> that, that sounds really sort of contradictory in itself. Joe, it? I wish I could do the whistling part of it because otherwise, I think that would give it away. Be like, um, and obviously, I may go do a couple of um, beats from it, so then obviously, I don't get like any copyright claims or anything. But it's like, do 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 do. Oh, of course it was. Yes, <laughs> of course it was. How? How? Yeah. Because it was like, because it was like, I had to, I, I just wanted to go out on something that, you know, was like, yeah, yeah, Joe, you know what? Even though everything's happened, I was like, right, let's just, let's just play something that I think is quite appropriate for this time. It was like, yeah, always look on the bright side of life. You know, that, that was the, that was the ideal song. Um, and it was just that, that line, you know, life's a piece of shit when you think of it. It's like, you know, that was, that to me, that was just the most appropriate song I could have played at that moment. Do, do you remember the last song I played? Oh, I, I don't. Thing is, I can. That's what I'm saying. I can remember my last song from Days Radio. I also remember my last no. song from the Radio Alternative. I can't remember your last song though. I'm, I I'm am not, stuck on that one. On Days Radio, it was Division and a song called The End. Ah, all right. Um, and it had the line in it. Yeah. headline in it you make me sick I can't stand your stupid face <laughs> do you remember your last song on the radio alternative you know our final like, live oh, radio you know, I, I can't I can't remember you know a couple of years ago probably would have gone I remember every song I played in every show but now it's just <laughs> I have no idea I can't remember I still remember my last song because that was the thing I was so stuck with what I wanted to play and I remember I kind of changed it almost at the last minute. I remember my last song I went out with was Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Because I just thought that was the most appropriate song I could have gone with at the time. Can't remember my one. <laughs> but it, it was probably a completely different song by contrast to the one I played at the end of Dave's radio. Do you know what? I, 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 I almost thought... I was trying to remember what your last one was. and I, I, I don't know why. I almost had in my mind it was... Aha, um, Sun Always Shines on TV, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't that. But, um, you know, I, I'm really stuck. I, I I remember it was something along them lines. I don't think it was Aha, but it was something very similar. But no, it's, it ain't coming to me. Uh, it probably happened at three o'clock tomorrow morning. But, oh, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> of course it Yeah, go back to sleep now. Calm. <laughs> Oh, and you know, it's just, like I say, it's, it's just saw, one of. You'll be solid at three o'clock. I'll find you, John Joe. Guess what? <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. Bugger off. No, 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 no. You wanted to know what's No, on. no. Do you know what? That that probably wouldn't even wake me up. I'll just say that. That'd be. Uh, I've, I've had my phone go off at times. And uh, sometimes, like, even if, like, 
just an alert comes up for an update. That's woke me up before. But sometimes I've had my phone ring like four or five times in a row, and I haven't, and I haven't shook at all. I've, I've, I've been sound asleep. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to predict what my sleep pattern will be like. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible. Um, yeah, so it's, it's. I just missed. I just missed doing live radio. I mean, the, the, I'm trying to start my own podcast again. I currently do uh, another music show. Uh, which is pre-recorded. That's great. Going great guns. Um, but I just, I, I wouldn't mind doing my own podcast. Hmm. Trouble is, it's, it's not the same as a live. No. But not what the same you, you get people, if you like a request, yeah, but it, then you'll have to request a song during the week that I'll be playing the week after. And it's kind of not happening there. Hmm. And at that point, you might want a different song anyway. So... <laughs> uh, do you know what I find with the podcasting and doing this format... I found that I like the freedom side of it. I like that, as I said before, I didn't want any rules to really be implemented, really. You know, I wanted to have it that you can talk about anything. You know, there was no barriers against how minute or how serious your topic of conversation was. The only thing I have said is please don't say anything incriminating. That's the only, that's the only stipulation I put down. And I even say that sometimes. And uh, I have cleverly... I have edited that out of many of the broadcasts. I've said like, yeah, so I'd always say, like, tell me something that you feel happy about, something that you enjoy. And then I do say, please, please make sure it's nothing illegal because, <laughs> you know, don't want to be going down that route. Definitely no, because I was going to spend the whole two hours talking about roundabouts. No, I'm ah, joking. See? No, I'm joking. I wasn't. <laughs> oh, we'd have just been going be in circles all night. That'd be, um, be so boring. <sighs> What are you going to moan about roundabouts and pigeons? Why, uh, you know, one, 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 nobody can manoeuvre and, and negotiate and navigate for the, for you know, for any, any, they can't. And pigeons, why? <laughs> do, do you know? I, I found that, in, especially in the last year, I found my sense of humour has gone really downhill. I do find that I do crack some really bad jokes, and I know they're bad, but at the same time, I still quite enjoy them. And I can't seem to now stop myself. I I feel like I've kind of I feel like I've kind of got a lot of like a Tim Vine inspiration in some of the some of the things I'll say. And yeah, they are they are pretty bad. And I do get told quite often that they're really not funny. But it hasn't stopped me yet. Not a huge fan of one liners, but I saw Tim Vine's live show a couple mm. of years ago and thought it was hilarious. But you know, we've and Joe, I think Look at the time now, because we have been recording for a hell of a long time. I want us to, you know, just talk about the, you know, the things that we've seen, the things that we've experienced since, you know, lockdown, since obviously um, COVID hit. Because you know, we've 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 had to have something to kind of like bring the bring the happiness back, you know, bring a little bit of light to everything that's been going on, and you know, TV in particular. Unless it was pre-recorded quite a long time ago, the TV side of things has been very quiet. We've not really had anything majorly new, or they've had to have so many compromises amongst it. But one show I've really enjoyed since it's been back on is Taskmaster. If you've seen, have you seen Taskmaster? I have seen Taskmaster. Oh, that's right then. That's at least I ain't got to go into uh, too much explanation, but. Since Taskmaster has been back and uh, it's now on Channel 4, so it's now on a more prime TV channel, I've loved it. And it's been it's been nice to have a show that 
kind of it doesn't need to have that full-on close contact like what a lot of shows do have they can um obviously have people in their own element doing the tasks doing the doing all the things that are given to them and i found it in the last few months i found it really welcoming in terms of my comedy input there's been some just uh, and like uh, watching the old series and even more so i started watching the new zealand version which is so good actually don't know any of the people that are on it because you know new zealand comics and everything i'm not really too good on that side of things but the show is it's basically the same format as the uk version but it's, it's just so funny it's just it's hilarious but yeah i found that to be one of the biggest uh biggest comforters of this whole pandemic because it's a show that really i don't think it gets a, a lot of credit for what it does it does provide some great comedy a lot of unscripted comedy which sometimes can be at its purest we get comedians who are sometimes pulled out of their element and they're you know being given these tasks that are you know, sometimes can be quite tough and some are just plain silly. But have you been watching the latest series of Tarsmaster? I haven't. I haven't yet. I need to catch up on it. Well, the thing is, is when this one got announced, and, you know, I'm whenever I watch some of these shows, you know, some people you recognise straight away, some you go, oh, I don't really know this person. I've, I've not heard this person. This latest series, you know, they've got some good names on it. They've got Lee Mack, who is always quite entertaining. Uh, Charlotte Ritchie, she is a fantastic comedy actress. But there's also a guy who I've never heard of before called Mike Wozniak. And I've got to say, he's probably the best part of this latest series. He's just he's just comedy gold. Everything he does is just amazing. One of the tasks in the first episode, I'm pretty sure it was the first episode, um, they have to um they have to go um, from one table to another and back, on these tables that they have to go to, there are a collection of plates and bowls, and they have to try and take them from one table to the other without breaking them. But each time, but whenever they go across, they've got to have some form of transportation. So they've got either a bike, a scooter, or a hoverboard. And put it this way, Mike Wozniak is the only one that actually goes for the hoverboard. And it is just comedy goal just to see him slowly but surely take this huge pile of plates over to this table he's trying to keep himself balanced in between as well it it's it's incredible and then the episode after is they there's a, a task they have where they've got to try and keep a a balloon um levitating between their head and their stomach um for 20 seconds and he's almost like belly dancing with the balloon but it because it's a helium balloon, it flies off in the distance, but he sees it's like slowly coming down. So he jumps over the fence of the Taskmaster house. And he's running down the field to go and catch it, and he brings it back. It's like that was amazing. Everyone else who lost their balloon, they just let it fly off, and they're like, ah, "That's it, I give up." But no, he's just absolutely brilliant. And when live comedy is back, Mike Wozniak is definitely someone I've have to go and see. That's yeah. That's a given. So basically, what he's done is he appeared on a show. And he appeared on a show, and he just he just absolutely ruled it. You know, he's he's just like he's made the most of that opportunity to be on TV, and he's just 
he's just like blown away the competition literally he he's just like yeah you know i am this good i am this funny he's just it's just so effortless you know he's he's one of these people i think he's just naturally he's just such a such a character he's not like you know in your face he's not someone who's trying to purposely be you know like the life of the party but he's just brilliant in just being himself so when he when he announces his uh show at some point it's gonna be a sellout it has to be yeah and this is the thing i like as well because with taskmaster even though they have got some highly established comedians to give opportunity to people that you may not have heard of before you know i, I might be wrong I, I might say this to like 10 friends. They go, oh yeah, Mike Wozniak, we know him from such and such. I'd be like, well, I don't know him. I'll be honest, I think the only other thing I think I might have seen him in, he was in um, Man Down, the Greg Davies comedy that was on Channel 4. I'm pretty sure he, I think he was in that. But apart from that, I wouldn't have heard of him. So yeah, if he does end up doing a tour, I'm going to have to go and see him. That's, you know, that's without question. I'm going to have to catch up with Taskmaster because I have never heard of him before <laughs> until this point. So yeah. I've, ow, I've no oh, idea who he is. He's brilliant. And so anyway, so that was one of my, that is my TV highlight. I've got to say Taskmaster. Go on, Matt. What, what would you say has been your TV highlight? Um, I'm several years behind the rest of the world with this one. Um, Corner Gas. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Your, uh, your, your show from, from uh, Canada. Yeah, Canada. Uh, it's it's <laughs> their it's the biggest comedy hit ever from Canada. I think it, when did it air? It aired in something like two thousand and four. I think the original six series uh, till two thousand and nine feature film, which I still haven't seen. Currently going through an animated series. Um, the whole <laughs> it's based in in a fictional town called Dog River, which is in the middle. is, is sixty kilometers from anywhere. And it's, it revolves around a gas station and uh, a cafe, which are, which are inter which are linked, and the characters. Um, and they've got two police officers in this town who basically don't do anything because there's, there's there's nothing going on. Um, the the guy who owns the station who who stars in it, he wrote wrote it as executive producer in it. And it is you just think, is this going to work? It works because I'm, I'm thinking I've I've got nothing else to watch, and it was suggested because I watched Seinfeld uh, for the first time in absolutely ages. And, why, don't, why don't you watch this over here? And, uh, what's that then? Sixty kilometers where nothing ever happens. Blah blah. Yeah, all right then. Okay, give it a go. There's if other just saves me scrolling through a million other programs that I, I could possibly watch and be rubbish. So it's either going to be half hour of my my day that's I'm never going to get back or. I'll end up watching the, the six series and seasons and then watch the film at some point. I'll, I've, I've watched six, all six, and I'm going back. I'm watching them again. Because <laughs> there's things I've missed. There, there are references. There's a reference to Snoopy. There's a reference to The Shining in one of the episodes. Um, it, it's just one of the funniest things I've seen. It is brilliant and, and highly recommended, even though it, it was 2004 that it, it first arrived. Um, but yeah, it's still going. It is, it is very, very funny. Joe, you know, I I think I might have seen it advertised. I definitely haven't watched it. I can say that, but yeah, I might have to have a look at that then. You know, I'm always happy to add something to me backlog of TV, which um, you know, every now and again I do manage to get through a series or two, and then God knows what happens after that. Because I remember, you know, it was only a five part series, but how long it took to watch uh, Chernobyl? That was a show that I had been very interested in watching, and I'd heard so much good stuff about it. But yeah, it took about five or six months to actually watch all five episodes of it. 
because I remember, and this is the thing, me and my partner, we have very few shows that we will watch together. This is the person who actually made me spend about two and a half hours to watch an, an hour episode of Doctor Who. Because it was that point, because she doesn't watch it, she'll start talking about things about it, and I'd have to pause it every time. I go, right, what's your question now? And go back to it and pause it again. Right, what now? And then sometimes I think, because, you know, understandably, she doesn't watch Doctor Who, so she gets a bit bored. So she starts talking about other things, and I pause it again. It got to a point, she went, why did you keep pausing it? I went, because I'm trying to watch it, and you keep talking. I was like, you know, I don't want to be mean. I said, but can you just, look, I've got 20 minutes left of this. Can I just watch this 20 minutes? And, you know, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Press play. Literally 10 seconds later, she's talking again. It's like, right, stopping it now. I'll go back to this later. No, no, go and watch it. I went, no, I ain't going to watch it. I said, because I ain't going to get the chance. <laughs> oh, Christmas TV is a nightmare. Um, but, yeah, I, we do compromise. And There's now, because few... cause Dot 2 ain't on Christmas Day anymore on there either, I feel like I've lost any compromise now, because it's like, right, I've got nothing really to watch on Christmas Day. Um, she'll watch Call the Midwife, which I don't really watch, but, you know... I will sit there and bear it for the hour or so that it's on. Uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys, I'll watch when she's falling asleep because, you know, she don't like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we find it very hard to find shows that we can really get into together. The only other thing I say comedy-wise that we've really enjoyed is the Goes Wrong show, which is obviously from the guys that do the play that goes wrong. Hmm. And that is that is just fantastic that is that is one of the things that when we watched it i kind of thought right the humor's a bit silly in this surely she's not gonna like it but you know what she really did and she was like oh are there any more episodes i went yeah yeah let's watch another one i was quite surprised i was like wow we found another show that we can watch together yay um yeah make a series two already (laughs) oh god (laughs) that's what called the guest i actually i got to the point where i said i don't really want to watch the movie yet and you can't get the animated series here yet, which is also in the UK, which is really annoying. But I think it's coming soon. But it's like, oh, I'm going to get to the last couple of episodes. I don't want to watch the film yet, because if I watch the film, that's it. I've watched all of it. Mm. That's it. So you start pacing the last couple of episodes. And I'm thinking, there's got to be something else I could watch, try and find something else. Oh, no. <laughs> there must be other really good TV series out there. I thought, I've got to find something. That's as equally as good as this to, to fill the void. Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, it's just a nightmare. So yeah, I finished off the series, and uh, yeah, <laughs> but oh, there's there's there's, there's one where there's there's a guy called Hank in it, and he's a, he's a bit daft, bit bit silly, but he's, he's not silly. But they you know, um, and and they all talk about the new time zone so he invents his own time zone and everyone confuses him so he said hang on a minute so it's still breakfast time here he went no 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 it's, it's now lunchtime well, I've just got up so in Hank time <laughs> it's Hank time it's breakfast time so I've come into the cafe to get my breakfast and we stopped serving breakfast at, at 10 yeah but by, by my watch it's seven o'clock no but by our clock <laughs> it's one o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and it was God. just brilliant everyone who got to the point was like oh I've given up with this yeah but this time zone don't worry about that don't worry about that just when i'm i I get to an end of a show i love it when it goes oh you watched this like you're saying you you watch seinfeld it it gave you this show um i one of my favorite shows it's an animated show um rick and morty it's a very 
it, it's a very funny program. It's one of them things that, you know, even though I don't watch a lot of animated shows anymore, actually that's a lie, I do still actually watch a lot of animated shows, but I don't watch a lot of traditionally animated shows. I, I like, I do like some anime stuff still. I do like some of the, uh, some, some of the Japanese cartoons can still be very captivating and obviously very adult targeted. But I remember getting to the end of the latest series of Rick and Morty. It came up saying, um, as you watch this show, may we recommend these three shows? You couldn't have got a more diverse collection if you tried. The first one, first one was Luther. So, you know, an animated series about a alcoholic um, guy and his grandson traveling through space in all these different dimensions. You're going to Luther. A gritty British cop drama, which is okay. really good. It's really yeah, good. it's really but, good. But, it's really good. But, um, however, no, I can't see yeah. a connection. Can't it makes no connection. connection on that at all. I can't and see then it. the and then the second, yeah, Jesus Christ. The second series was the um, I think it was like the 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 uh, How to Train a Dragon cartoon animated series. It's like right. So hang on, adult cartoon to How You Train Your Dragon. No, that's that's oh. weird. And then the final one was a French drama called Twice Upon a Time, which was about a mysterious box that is left in this guy's house. He crawls through the box and it takes him back in time. Which I did end up actually watching because I I think the, the advert kind of got my curiosity and I had to I had to see it through. That's actually quite decent. Very decent show, actually. I can I can kind of see the relation between that. Yeah, that one kind of, but it was like you know this French drama that's you know it's played very realistically, but it's literally like this wooden box gets delivered to this guy's house, and he's like, oh, no, this ain't for me. Uh, well, you know you've got it here now, man. I'm, I can't take it back. Like the delivery guy's like, no, go on, you have it. Um, he opens up this package. It's this wooden box. He looks inside it. He can't see a back to the box. He's like, hang on. So he's like looking inside. He starts crawling through. And all of a sudden he crawls back out. He, he's like he's just crawled out of the box again. But he realises he go, goes into his house. And his partner who had left him, I think like six months or a year before. No, nine months beforehand. She's suddenly there again. And he's like very confused as to why she's there. But then he goes back into the Goes back into the garage where he keeps the box, crawls back through, and he's back into you know his original timeline. And he's you know, and she's you know she's gone again. It's it's a very weird premise, but I I I've got to say, if you're willing to watch it just to just to see how it all plays out, it's actually got a good story to it. It's a bit bit convoluted and a bit jumbled in places, but it's entertaining. It's mm. very entertaining, and to take away anything from it. The lead character in it is played by a French actor called Gaspard Jalil, who actually played Hannibal Lecter in the Hannibal Rising film in 2007, which is yeah. a very underrated horror film. I will give it that. Yeah, One that I haven't seen either. It's a good... It, oh, I say it's a good film. It's all right as a film. The book that came out literally two months before, because Thomas Harris actually wrote the screenplay as well as the novel, the book is actually a lot better. But, yeah, the film has got its qualities and it has got quite a strong cast to it as well. But, yeah, 
There you go. That's another one for your list. You have a long list. That, that, The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, you can watch The Hobbit as well if you really fancy, um, you know, upsetting yourself for nine hours or so. Yeah. It's not like it's half hour ago. Yeah, okay, I kind of accept it. I'm, I'm sure it's as good as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It really, <laughs> not, not, not it really isn't. Um, let, let's let's take it by a scale. So say, do you, you fool? It's nothing <laughs> like it. Let's let's take it by a scale. Um, the Lord of the Rings films rank amongst the highest, um, like the best voted films of all time. The trilogy itself, if you take it into its individual parts, I think all three of them films come up in IMDb's top 100 films of all time. The Hobbit, I think one of them even shows up in in the worst 100 films of all time. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> i tell you what, as we've been recording for so long, and even though, you know, as I said, we are recording on a bank holiday weekend, but, you know, some of us do still... Sleep, I think sleep is the term they go with now and again. I'm not too familiar with the word, but hey. Not, sh- not sure what that is. But, but do you know what? To... I, I, asked this, <laughs> I asked this with every person who comes on the podcast, and I think it's always a nice way to bring us to an end. And, you know, Matt, I'm going to ask, what brings you happiness? <laughs> oh, oh, good God. And as, uh... and as I've mentioned earlier, nothing incriminating, you know. Oh, where do I start? No. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chocolate? Alcohol? No, I don't I don't drink. Um, chocolate and alcohol? No, chocolate. I don't eat chocolate. Um, don't eat chocolate. <laughs> just, just alcohol. Um, no, no, chocolate. Lots of chocolate. More Funny enough, you're not saying that because um, we're recording on Easter Sunday, are you? Nothing to do with it. No, lots of chocolate, you know. Lots In of fact, chocolate. I've got There's a naked no- right next to me now. Um, nothing, nothing to do with it. <laughs> that's just an added bonus. That's that's now just replenish the stock going up till Christmas. <laughs> well, I'll get more chocolate and the cycle continues. It's fine. Oh god. Um now what makes what oh listening to music, this is good music. Do it do it presenting radio. That's 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 brings me happiness. What else brings me happiness? Watching movies. Uh politics doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> The current, the current situation and Brexit doesn't. And no, we're not talking about what doesn't does. Chocolate um, and music seems to be the two things at the moment that you said, yeah, they work. They work. Yeah. Yes. I like, I like, um, yes, I like uh, breaking into a Kit Kat while I'm having a bit of aha on the radio, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's even bit, a bigger bonus if the, the Kit Kat doesn't contain a waffle, waffle wafer, waffle. <laughs> doesn't contain a waffle. <laughs> It's a huge bonus yes. if it doesn't why contain it, a waffle. Why is this Kit Kat so massive? Oh, it's got a waffle in it. Um... <laughs> it came off the production line. Something wrong with that. Yeah. Come on, that's like some, back. That's Hello. Like some Eddie Izzard level joke going on there. Oh, so I bought this Kit Kat and I found a waffle in it. Um... <laughs> it's been a very long day. Um, uh, what, a wafer, not a waffle. So it's just, just a chocolate. It's not, it's not a wafer yeah. in it. It's just chocolate. That's, yeah. that's a bonus. Hmm. <laughs> you there, cake or death? Uh, I'll have the Kit Kat with the waffle, please. All oh, right, then there you go. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Is there a canteen in the Death Star? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, though. Sorry, shut up. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yes, um, I'd like to return this Kit Kat. Well, why is that? Well, as you can see, the first three fingers absolutely fine. This fourth one, it had a waffle in it. 
Oh, I do apologise, sir. Um, uh, you know there is a promotion in this, and did did you did you not notice the size of the packaging when you picked it up, and you thought, hang on, why is this a bit obscure on the end? Um, you know, why is this about ten times the size of the actual Kit Kat itself? No, I didn't notice that actually. No. You just you just actually think, you know what? Let's keep it. Let's walk away slowly. I've yes. got a waffle. I've got a chocolate covered waffle. Leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> but it's like it's like you when you see people that. They go, oh, there's something not right about this. And I, I kid you not, I remember I remember one day when I was actually in a McDonald's with a friend. And you had someone who was, uh, this was... This was one of them that actually had one of the self-serving machines. So you just went up and you obviously done the, done the drink yourself. And I swear to you, he was there for about a good two or three minutes... And this is the point where you kind of lose your faith in humanity because he's like going there, he keeps like filling this up, and I thought there's probably about a good ten liters of of fluid he's he's gone through there, um, fluid, yeah, that don't sound right, um, ten liters of liquid that he's gone through, and it's like it's like you, I, I kind of like tilt my head down. There's a hole in the cup, but he's still going as if like he's trying to fill the cup up. It's like because no one just get this guy another fucking cup, you know. This is. This is quite quite upsetting, really. He's like, is is he not realising that he keeps filling it up? It ain't it ain't doing anything, or or is he just thinking, hmm, this is this is this is a lot deeper than I was expecting. Uh, no, that's <laughs> great. It was just fun when someone did eventually come over to me. Like, no, I'll take this cup. Use this one. But he was like, he was like, he kept. It was like he was determined. He's like, nope, I will will it into the cup. It will stay there. This hole is not going to affect it. No, it will, it will. Just, just, just get a new one. That'll do. Yeah, have you, have you actually realised that it's taking a very long time to fill the cup up? Hmm. Yes. Have you, have you realised we're about to have our water turned off because you know this fucker keeps using it. He hasn't actually, hasn't actually got his drink filled up yet. But you know, we're being told that we're going to, we're going to be cut off. Um, yeah, Essex and Suffolk Water have said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to um, turn your supply off. You know, you you must have a leak somewhere. No, no, it's just a guy trying to fill his drink up. No, that was all. Oh god, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's all right. I'm just, I'm just thinking. You, you, at what point would you think? Hmm, something not quite right here. Yeah, so yeah, so, sorry, mate. Um, did you not notice there's a fucking big hole in your cup? Get another one. Oh. I don't know. I say, faith in humanity does does wane a little bit after that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but you know, if if we've learned anything from tonight's show, in reflection, it is that I think, given the opportunity, me and Matt would happily work on a radio station again. We've also learnt that, you know, you can't beat a good name drop every now and again from certain people that you have had the opportunity to interview, be face-to-face with, even have the odd photograph with. Also as well, be careful if you do buy a Kit Kat and you end up with a waffle in it instead of a wafer. Yeah, don't do that. It's a... It's an added bonus if you do. Try dunking that one in your cup of tea. It was not you won't fit.
You can follow John Joe on Twitter at John Joe Cosgrove or on the All Things Suck Facebook page. Wait a minute. All Things Suck. Are you trying to say I suck, John Joe? I've never been so insulted in my life.